Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Blog Talk Radio. He's back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Um, while I was gone, uh, the captain, Ken, held it down. 
uh, with no music last week, <laughs> but, but it's okay. <laughs> Nonetheless, I got a chance to listen to the show. I actually called in. Uh, I was somewhat inebriated, but um, had a good time. So thanks, everybody, for the birthday wishes last week. Of course, uh, and this will be uh, one of we're coming up on the end of the year. So uh, we got, I think we got a couple more video shoots left and then maybe a couple more shows to round out 2014. want to thank everybody for rocking with us as you do each and every Tuesday night. Of course, I will not be doing this show alone. Uh, let's bring in my co-hosts, my partners in crime. Let's start right first with our, with our beat maker of our crew, my boy Beezy. Beezy, what up, though? What up, though? What's good, Kyle? Chilling, chilling. What's going on with you, man? Man... Pissed off because my damn fantasy teams I lost in semifinals both both weeks, man. So I'm, I'm pissed oh, off. Oh man, Ticked. hey, go on fishing. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I'm doing, man. I'm going fishing. Hey, go ahead and put you on the boat. Go ahead and put you on the boat. Uh, next up, the Batman, the point guard of, of the crew, my man FIFO. FIFO, what's good, man? Hey, what's good, Kyle? Chilling, man. What's up with you? I'm feeling like I'm on top of the world because I'm in I'm in my final in the fantasy sports league, the real NFL. Cause your boy know what he's talking about, man. <sighs> Look at my squad. I scored the most points. I dominated the league, and I only finished second to beat. But goddamn so it, you, I was balling all But you, but you had here. you had the, like the, a buy in in the dead end sports league. What happened at dead end sports league? You lost that week this past weekend. Um, you know what, man? I haven't even really been focusing on that one, man. So I don't even know <laughs> yeah, what the hell's going on. Because the real NFL is so competitive, man. It's, it's yeah, the real NFL. Yeah, all right, man. The real yeah, NFL, people, man. I just. People, yeah, people was in that one because that one was real competitive. Bruh. Bruh. And I was pissed because a lot of the year I was like like middle middle of the pack. I was like. Right. Yeah, I noticed that. I, noticed I didn't that. even know if I was going to make the playoffs. And I scored the most points in that league. Last but not least, yeah, man, let's crazy. bring in uh, the captain, the man who held it down last week, my boy Ken. Ken, what up? Hey, what's good, y'all? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So, Ken, you know, Ken how, oh. before, you, before you get started, man, before you start bragging, because I know you about to brag, how, how did you like running the boards last week while I was out? Uh, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I, I learned a, a lot. Because I thought you can actually queue up music at certain uh, uh, time, uh, at certain spots, and right. you couldn't. So I was like, okay, <laughs> this kind of threw everything off before I even got onto the show. So that's what took. That's why it took me so long to come on because I was like, okay, I know there has to be a way you can queue up music, and um, and uh, no, there wasn't. So. Uh, I was like, all right, well, let's let's get the show on the road. So, um, so yeah, that was a thing. And um, other than that, man, I, you know, it, it, it was cool. Um, yeah, I, you know, like you said, the music, man. I, man, you know, look, we're, we're we're the stars of the show, right? So the music is just there. People would rather hear us than the music anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you don't you don't really. Hear, I mean, people hear the music, but then they don't hear the music too. So it's, it's more background noise than anything. But like, I was just messing with you, man. Y'all, y'all sounded good. You you did a good job, even with your little uh, "I am the captain" audio. Um, <laughs> I, I noticed, man. You you you're doing your thing in fantasy football, man. Uh, yeah, man. Three out of four teams this year made the uh, the the final, the final game, and um, and you know it was a struggle in the real NFL. And if any time 
you lose one of your top players, especially like I did for the season, it, it's right. going to be tough. And, and I got hot at the wrong time because I, I was rolling. And um, but I, I just lost way too many close games. I think I lost a total of like three or four games by. I lost three or four games by a total of maybe six or eight points. That mm. that's that's how that's how rough it was. But you know, I also think that speaks to you know just just you know like I'm gonna have to brag too, man, uh, to <laughs> even pull out what I was able to pull out without my number one draft pick. You know, says something. It, but it was rough, man, and frustrating and. But you know it is what it is, and and I'm in the finals of three out of four, and out out of those two, I had to win like five games to get into the playoffs, and I'm still on that run just to even make to the to the finals. So it, it's been quite an adventure, but it, it's been fun, man. And you know you can have the best team in the league, you can have the best record in the league, but it don't mean anything until you get to the finals. Um, because you know the playoffs is a, is a different animal, and you can have a bad week like last week. Only forty three touchdowns total was scored, and it was just a bad fantasy football week across the board. Yep, but yep. um, but yeah, in, in two of the leagues that I was in, only the top four teams got in, not the top six. B. So that's the difference between uh, the real NFL and the DS league. So if you were if you were not a Final Four. You 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 were you were not playing, so uh, but it's still kind of sort of like um, the the six because you know you just don't have one week, but you have one week to get in, but you don't have that one week playoff game where it's either win or, or go home. So uh, so yeah, man. But you know what? I mean, I, I'm all about championships, and none of this means anything unless I at least capture one of the three. And if I lose all three, I'm gonna be I'm going to be kind of ticked off, but I don't care about playing in the final game. I want to win it, but uh, I got a tough matchup, man. This guy I'm playing against next week, um, he he got a squad, man, so he, he's I've been worried about him every time I played him, so uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, okay. What, what you got for us on the uh, old school hip-hop or, or any, any hip-hop that you want to recommend to the people that's listening before we jump into tonight's show? You know what? I'm, I'm passing the mic, man. I had to run a lot of errands today, so I kind of got okay. in, got in the house late. So I'm kind of passing the mic to B. I don't uh, if he got my test in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, I said, I got you. I got you. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to check it. Yeah, man. Dang. Hey, you, you tripping? You tripping? But um, <laughs> my uh, my album of the week is DOC. You know, how he did with Dr. Dre, no one, yeah, 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 you, you know. No I, one I can do it I better. Said, yeah, no one can, I mean, I don't even have to say the title once I said DLC. I think everybody, yep, man. everybody already knows. Oh, man, everybody already 1989. Knows. So, you know, 1989, yeah, man, but Dr. Dre fully produced it, you know, it, 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 what, what more could you, what more could you say, man? It was raw lyricism, uh, hard, green voice, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, just, you know what I'm If you have not checked out that album, please. Go listen to it ASAP. Yeah, like, do yourself you a favor, get that out. Please yep, get that out. Get that, that, out. that is a, that is, and, and it's, it's unfortunate that he had that accident, man, because Sky, yeah. Sky was the limit for what DOC could could have been as far as an MC, because he, he could do it all. Exactly. I mean, he could, yep. Very talented. Um, yeah. Phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. Let's get right to it, man. Um, a lot of stuff happened over the last week or so, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. Um, 
Let's start right with the NBA, man. Uh, the other night, Kobe Bean Bryant moved to number three on the all-time NBA scoring list by passing his idol, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Uh, Kobe is now number three on the all-time scoring list. Uh, he is now behind, I want to say, Karl Malone and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sits at number one. Uh, obviously, this is a huge accomplishment in the uh, story career of Kobe Bean Bryant. Uh, he's in his 19th season, if I'm not mistaken, with the Lakers, all with the Lakers. Um, so, B, I'll start with you first, man. What, what, were, your, what were your thoughts on Kobe, uh, you know, surpassing that record? Um, I mean, you know, it was a, it was, it was a, it's a big, a huge accomplishment, you know, because being third in the all-time scoring list, that, I mean, that's, that, that's just a, a testament of time. You have a great, a longevity career, you know, besides these last, what, season and a half, you know, one season, two seasons, Kobe's never really suffered no major injury. So, you know, it's just a, a testament of his dedication to the game. I mean, yeah, it took him a lot more games to get to it, you know, over Michael Jordan, you know, but it's still an accomplishment for you to still surpass what we consider the greatest basketball player we've ever seen. That's, that's a compliment. So, you know, kudos to Kobe. You know, he deserves it. He played a lot of games. You know, you figure he comes straight out of high school. He's weighs at 19 seasons. Right. You know, let's, let's look, you know, and not taking nothing away from Kobe. So just think, what if Jordan would have never retired and played baseball for two years? How, what would be his t- points total right now? So, you know, it just put that in perspective that, man, like, Kobe put in work, man. He just put in crazy work. So, you know, I, I thought it was I thought it was a well-deserved accomplishment for someone who we consider the closest to Michael Jordan to get. It. So you know, I thought it was cool. Okay, okay. What about you, FIFO? Uh, thoughts on Kobe surpassing MJ? Um, I thought I thought like B man. I thought it was a great accomplishment. It has to be the probably his greatest personal accomplishment, mainly because you know, back in the day, growing up watching Michael. And that Gatorade commercial, I want to be, I want to be like Mike. Right, really right, did. right. And, and, mm-hmm. and to say that, like, I score more points than you, even though, like B said, it did take him longer. It took him four more years to do it. Man, it doesn't matter. Like, it's something that I'm pretty sure that in the back of his mind is like, you know, growing up and being an 18-year-old high school kid coming into the NBA, like, man, I want to pass him one day. And to actually do that, man, I like... You know, obviously, he's, we're not going to know how much it really means to him. He's going to play it cool in the media and all that. But you know, like, on the inside, it's like, yo, I passed my idol. So I really don't know how many more, you know, accomplishments might mean something, you know, so personal to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it just solidifies him. I think, you know, Kobe's always been solidified um, as one of the greatest to ever play. And this just kind of, you know, it's almost like the cement. It's like one of the cherries, you know, it's little, the walnuts and the cherry on top of the sundae. So it is what it is, man. Um, you know, I, 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 do I think, can he get all the way to the top? Well, shit, if he plays three more years the way he's playing right now, then yeah. But, you know, I, I, I don't know, but you know, to be top five, you know, that's that to be top three mm-hmm. in the NBA all time. Man, right, that, that, that's, that's just an accomplishment. That how, how many NBA players done come and, and played since the NBA was the NBA? You know what I'm saying? And for you to be amongst the top three to ever score, you know that that, that that's pretty cool. So I'm I'm, I'm happy for him. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? What were your thoughts on Kobe passing uh, his airness? 
It was all right, man. Um, you know, I, I didn't get caught up caught up in in it all, man. You know, I I think because it, it was Jordan, you know, people making a big deal out of it. But I mean, talk to me, man. When you you pass pass Malone, if people had like Jordan is is at the top of the list on, on the scoring, you know, as but he's far the as best scoring player. is. I, but but so so Ralph no, what? What? And he's the heir apparent. Uh, you know, it, it's not like he's number one. It's not like he passed. Jordan is third. He's not even number one. He's not even second. He's third. Carl Malone is second. But, but do you think but, if he okay. if he passed Carl Malone, do you think people would be making that much of a big deal about it? Probably no. not. And that, and that's my right. point. But Ken, but Ken, look. Passing Jordan is more significant for a couple reasons. What other little man is up there? What other two guard? What other guard is up there? Right? That's that's number True, one. That's a good point. Number two, Kobe is the heir apparent. And then number three, Jordan played the least amount of games in that top five to get up there, bro. He played the least amount of games. So 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 that's why the benchmark is so high for Jordan being there, and that's why re- realistically surpassing Jordan. It's bigger for Kobe than surpassing Carmelo and Kareem because those two guys played well beyond their prime. Jordan, let, let's be honest, the, the Wizards' days, he didn't really contribute much to that scoring total. Like, like Jordan really <laughs> captured true. number three as a bull superstar, bro. That's why it's so significant. Yeah, but it sounds like it's more about Jordan than it is about about Kobe. Kobe passing Jordan, who's third on the list, does not mean that much to me. It's just another notch on his belt. But when, when there's two other guys ahead of Jordan, so that's why it doesn't <laughs> hold that much significance. I don't care that he played less games. I think if you want to, if you want to look at it that way, then we should look and say, man, damn, Jordan was was the truth, which we already know. But right. him passing Jordan. You know, it's like, all right, fine, great. You know, uh, Malone's next. But will people care about him passing Malone? That's what I want to see. That's what I'll be more interested yeah, in. Yeah, because, I mean, I think people will because that's a lot of freaking points, Ken. I mean, yeah, man. <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot of points. So if Kobe, I don't think he will because he has to play, like, what, about, what, two, three more years, like, straight in, in, the, in the way he's playing, at the at the rate he's playing. I don't know if he's going to be three three more seasons. To catch Malone? Right. Or to catch, to catch uh, Malone, Kareem? I, to catch Malone because I think he's, like, yeah, I think he's four thousand um, behind Malone, so that's like that's, that's, that's only two seasons. Yeah, but, at, but playing, seasons. but 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 playing at the at the rate he's playing though, so I don't yeah. know if I know. Kobe can surpass. So if he does, I'm gonna be like, wow, that's impressive, just like he did when he surpassed Jordan, because that's a lot of freaking yep. points. I don't, no matter who he passed, it's still a lot of freaking points. Yep, and he's a guard. How many guards are on that top five list, man? Right, that's right. hard as hell to do. Right. Yeah, he's a guard that shoots fifty shots a game, you know, uh, to 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 get there, you know. Hey, I mean, you know, hey, I, look, cool. He he got there, man. We all knew at some point it was gonna happen, but you know, it, it's just the, another record broken and something to add to the resume of Kobe being Bryant. Congratulations to him. But you know, I. I'm just not. Yeah, it's a lot of points, but I'm just not that caught up in it for for me. Like they made a, you know, it, it just didn't do anything for me. 
I, you know, you I, know I, I think it's, uh, it's I, I think it's, I think it's cool. Like, you know, and I'm, I, I'm, I know Kobe is is somebody who, uh, you know, Jordan is is someone who he idolized, and you know, you can tell by watching his game. He probably watched the, uh, a lot of <laughs> Come Fly with Me and, and everything like that. Um, I think uh, I think it's an accomplishment. I, I'm 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 I, I, I'm not as far as Ken, you know, <laughs> on that end. I'm probably in the middle. I, I think it's good. I think it's good that they recognize it. You know, if he catches Malone, you know, that'll be cool. I, I don't know that he'll catch Kareem because I think they're they're only expecting Kobe to play out his contract, which I think ends after next season. So that would put him at, at 20, and that's provided that he doesn't get hurt between now and then. Um, nonetheless, still a, a huge accomplishment, and um, you know, worthy of you know the the praise that he's gotten. Uh, you know, I, I I think where I pause in the celebration is that when people start comparing the two, because I don't think you can compare Kobe to Mike. I mean, you just can't. What do you mean? Um, Whoa, yeah, I, Kyle, I, I, he, he's a carbon <laughs> copy. What the hell are you talking about? No, 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 no. There's only no, one that, comparison that, that, to Jordan. Jordan is, here's my thing, FIFO. Jordan is the best two-guard that we've ever seen. And I think Kobe best? is the, probably the second best two-guard that we've ever seen. Dwayne Wade. But what I'm saying is there's a difference <laughs> out of here, between one and two. Okay. It's not, it's, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna say Kobe's one A. There's a huge difference when you can when you can win three whoa, titles, whoa, whoa, whoa. quit and go play back play baseball, come back and win three more, and arguably could have won no. more if he hadn't decided to retire. Nah, man, I'm not, I'm not putting. And, no, no, wait, 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 wait. And I understand all that. How, wait, first of all, how did this turn into FIFO defending Kobe? We're Rod. <laughs> I know we need to get Rod on the phone. <laughs> get Rod on the phone. But look, look, wait, wait. I, I agree that there is a drop off. Look, there's a drop off between Michael Jordan and any other player to play the game. Let's just be okay, honest. There we go. Jordan is the greatest to play the game. But there's only one true comparison to MJ. That's Kobe. And you oh, Kobe's the next best thing. I'm just saying he's he's not Mike. I, I think the thing is is that Nobody's basketball. Mike. Some basketball fans have a tendency because Kobe has surpassed Michael on the scoring list to compare them as far as saying who's better. And I don't think that no. that's even within yeah. realm of the discussion that, that, as of yet. Yeah, that's like Emmitt Smith passing uh, Walter Payton. Yeah, right. Emmitt Smith's a great running back, but was he the greatest? No, he has the rushing title. It is what it is, but he's exactly. not considered the greatest. You know, so... so, so, so I, exactly. look, I mean, Kareem has the core title, and nobody mentions Kareem as being the greatest basketball player they ever played. Exactly. So, 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 so it's not... Look, if you're saying that Kobe's the greatest to ever play the game, then you're just on his nut. That, that, that's <laughs> the Because the greatest... The greatest is MJ. It's as simple as that. Nobody is going to be more iconic than MJ. Nobody has more moments than MJ. Like, like nobody, come on, MJ is the epitome of what basketball has become. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there wouldn't be all of these guys if it wasn't for MJ. MJ MJ was one of the most. You know, so so Kobe Kobe will never be that. Kobe, Kobe will never set the standard. But when you're talking about greatness, especially at the two-guard position, there's nobody else besides those two guys. There just isn't. It's just oh, no doubt. No doubt. I, I, I agree MJ with you. Now, like I said, I'll give him the number two status uh, in, a, in a heartbeat. Now, next question I have for you guys, as far as Kobe is concerned, uh, do you think that there's anybody – is there anybody – and I'll start first with you, FIFO – 
is there anybody in today's NBA that will catch Kobe, or you, or you could look Hell at yeah. the possibility of them catching Kobe on the scoring list? Yeah, I, I think two players can do it. I think LeBron and KD can do it. I think I think okay. those are the only two that could probably catch him. Maybe okay, so why do you, why do you say those two in particular? Um, and, and possible three. Um, those two because Le- LeBron has come into the NBA averaging better than twenty two. Kobe, his first couple years, I think it took him two or three years to get even into the team. So that's number one. And I think LeBron is going to have, is going to play just as many years as Kobe. And, and, and LeBron, every year since his first two years in the league, has averaged better than 25. So just based on that, I think he'll be able to catch him, um, if not be in that top five most definitely. KD now? Hey, man, hey, 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 KD's that guy when it comes to points, man. KD's averaged already 30 a couple times in his career, already has, what, three scoring championships. So so KD is on pace. And I think when I watch KD, he scares me. And it's not because of what he's doing now, but it's because of what he's going to do at the age of 32, 33, 34, 35. He's very young. People forget that. He's very young now. And, and think about that 10 years from now and the fact that he already has like Dirk Nowitzki like moves that means that he's going to be able to do that at an older age and by that time he, he's going to be able to perfect that if it's not already almost perfect now so mm-hmm. so KD scares me man I think KD one of the, I think KD could probably lead the league all time in scoring and, and possibly put it into a place where nobody's going to catch him Okay, okay. What, what about you, Ken? Uh, anybody do you think can catch anybody in today's current NBA? Because obviously, that, I mean, it could be a, uh, uh, you know, hell, Ken's son could, could, uh, <laughs> could catch him if, <laughs> years from now. But anybody in today's NBA? KD was the first person that, that came to mind because that's pretty much all he's been doing since he came in the league is, is practically scoring. A man score with ease. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see um, uh, KD catching him because he's just such a natural, pure scorer. Um, of course, you know Le- LeBron. I mean, you know when you look at what he did his rookie year, and you compare him to a lot of other rookies that have have come out since since that time. You know, we're talking about top ten players that people have even kind of compared, you know, to him on, on some level as far as. Uh, sometimes talent and and they're they just haven't been able to do what he did his first year um so yeah all of the points that that people laid out um definitely put him in the conversation um i i kind of wonder because there is another guy that that's that's such a, a great scorer uh carmelo anthony i don't know where he he currently stands but in terms of a guy that 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 simply goes out there and score uh, bucket after bucket, and that can put up put up uh, numbers with ease. You know, he's another guy that I I think you know, depending on how I don't know, depends on how his career plays out. Uh, and since he's such a scorer, I can see him uh, challenging. You know, uh, some of the other greats, man, for for you know that that title because I think at this point now we live in such an offensive minded league that you know I, I think these records over time will be great on their own, but I think they'll hold less and less significance, much like some of the records in, in, in football now holds, uh, you know, a great accomplishments. But the game has changed so much, you know, it, it's just a, a byproduct of that. 
So, mm-hmm. but those are the guys what, I got, man. Yeah, go ahead. What's up? I, I did. I disagree with you again. Goddamn. Look, we back. We back <laughs> to normal programming do? on that is sports. <laughs> exactly. We back to normal programming. And here's the reason why I disagree with you, Ken. Did you know back in the day they averaged more points per game than they do now? So, so with that being said, with that being said. There was a lot more scorers back then, and, and, and the, the rules, yes, they have changed to be a little bit more lenient in terms of giving the offensive player more leeway, but it hasn't necessarily changed the fact of players scoring more points or teams scoring more points, unlike the NFL. The NFL, yes, it, it's a completely different league. There's more possessions for quarterbacks now. You cannot touch receivers. Teams put up more points. There is more proficient, inefficient offense in the NFL. The NBA, you can't really say the same. You cannot say the same. So I don't think that the rule changes or even the style of play has really affected or will affect those milestones. And I think that they still will hold a lot of weight because those are a lot of damn points. And there's a lot of great players that will never see the light of day of the top five. Like Stephen Curry, I don't think he's going to see top five scoring. He, yeah, a couple people mentioned Steph Curry on, on Twitter. You don't think so, Ralph? <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so because I, I just I don't see Steph Curry for his entire career averaging twenty some points even when he gets older. I, I just I don't see it. LeBron, Carmelo, like little guys, that's so hard for them to do when they get so much older. Bigger guys like K, KD can rely on his six eleven frame. LeBron's going to rely on his size and his height. You know what I'm saying? Like, Steph Curry, yeah, he's going to be a shooter, and, and eventually he's going to be an off-the-ball shooter. He's not going to always handle the rock, like, in his 30s and stuff like that. Look at, look, look at Steve Nash. Look at Steve Nash. Look, look at some of these point guards. Look at, look at how they start to, to project when they get older. Look at CP. Can he still do it in spurts? Yes, but is he going to domi- be a 20-point-a-game dominant scorer when he's older? I doubt it. But that's never really been CCP's game, though. You know, as far as, like, Steph Curry, that's what he does. Like, he he goes out of the he, – he puts the rock in the hole, man. Um, so, but, I mean, I, I you know, it, it's possible, man. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you there. I don't know where he's going. I think, you know, because of the way he can score and, the, you know, he's so efficient with it and he's such a natural shooter and can score from any side of the court, I, I can see him being mm-hmm. just as effective – you know, when he's older, you know, as his game as his game mature, but you know, I, I see your point. But, but what about like you, B? What's, what's right? your take on it? Who who do you think uh, could Hold surpass? On, you just go over talk me, man. We can come back to you. I want to get B in before you and Ken start battling because you know how y'all do. What <laughs> 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 what about you, B? Who you got? And then we'll go back to FIFA. Uh. The yeah, only person I can really think of is Kevin Durant, and and only reason why I think maybe not, you know, not LeBron, even though he's probably he's on pace to getting it. I don't see LeBron playing as many years as Kobe for some reason, because LeBron mm. seems so busy. So he seems so business oriented, and I can see him being a family man. I can see him playing, you know, fourteen, fifteen years, especially if he win a title in Cleveland at some point. Play about fourteen, fifteen seasons, and then hang it up. You know what I'm saying? And see him being like, oh, I'm going to do some other business stuff. I can just see LeBron being a business-minded person that he is and be like, you know what, I've done what I've done in the NBA. I'm going to move on and do something bigger and better. So I don't really – I actually don't see LeBron probably surpassing that. But I was I, like, you know, people and Ken, I see Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant came in scoring a scoring monster and he was balling and 
at this, and he's very young. We forget how young he is. Kevin Durant will be balling, <laughs> and he's gonna be he's gonna get buckets for the for here for the next ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years or whatever. He's gonna continue to get buckets. I would not be surprised if Kevin Durant win about three or four more scoring titles or whatever. But Kevin Durant is the only person I see if he keeps at this pace for another you know fourteen plus years, he can he can surpass Kobe and, and be threatening to pass Karl Malone. Kareem. I don't know, man. Thirty-eight thousand freaking points. That's a lot of freaking points. That's a lot of points. <laughs> you you have to really be like like consistent for you know for a, you know Kevin Durant would have to be like how he's putting up now for the next for the next um you know maybe sixteen seasons you know from now. So for him to pass Kareem, man, that, that thirty-eight thousand plus, man, that's a lot of freaking points. And this thing, Kobe played nineteen, and look at all he done. He he just surpassed him. The third place guy, like I don't know, right. man. That 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 Kareem record might be kind of safe, just like Will Chamberlain's hundred points. I don't know, but we'll see. I think um I think what and you you make a great point, B. I think, and I thought about it, man. I think Durant probably is the closest one to it, uh, possibly, but. I, ultimately, here's a, here's a couple of things that worked in Kobe's favor, and it's not to take anything away from Kobe, but you got to remember he came into the league so young, you know. So, and then he wasn't. He, and think about it, he wasn't even a, an immediate starter. Uh, he broke into the starting lineup, I think, like in his second second year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so all of that, and, and you know, we don't have guys coming into the league as early. So you know, they got the one year in college. Uh, he, you have to be pretty much healthy the whole time. I mean, Jordan, outside of breaking his foot that his second year, uh, Jordan was pretty much healthy his entire career. Uh, you know, same for Malone, uh, Kareem. Kareem, And that's another thing about Kareem. Kareem's numbers are so astronomical, but Kareem played for so many. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Kareem was like 43, 44 when he retired. And then we talked about it. We actually talked about it off air at, at our, um, one of our uh, Dead and Sports shoots. We talked about... Kareem having the skyhook, and the skyhook basically added years to his career because he was already seven foot two. He had a shot that you couldn't block, so he was even in his latter years. And I don't have his numbers. I'm gonna pull his numbers up before we go off the air, but I'm pretty sure he averaged you know ten, twelve points a game because all he had to do was just throw it down to him. He turned around, shoot the skyhook. You weren't gonna block it. Now he probably was a defensive liability back then, but you know he was he was he was Kareem. So. I could see KD or possibly LeBron doing it, but that's you'd have to stay. I mean, and we're saying this hypothetically because obviously you'd have to be healthy throughout the whole time. But um, I could see KD doing it. I could see LeBron possibly doing it. Um, but it would take a lot, man. I mean, you you and, and we we got to remember LeBron, if I'm not mistaken, is about to turn 30. KD, I think, is 25, 26. So they, so LeBron is probably just entering his prime. KD's probably got a couple more years before he gets into his prime. And let's say LeBron probably could be dominant, as dominant as he is probably for the next five, five to seven years. Uh, KD's probably got a little bit longer stretch of that, and he's already scoring at a crazy pace. Um, and then a lot you know, also depends on you know the kind of teams that they go to and stuff like that. If should KD decide to stay in OKC or um, or if LeBron, you know. <laughs> if he decides to leave Cleveland or what have you, um, I'm gonna kick it back to you, people. I don't want you to go ahead and finish your point. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, um, ov- overall, like when you look at Steph Curry, like here's the thing: when you're projecting, you know, the greatest and, and how many points all these guys are gonna score, you gotta start thinking about what is their old man game gonna look like. 
Like, what yeah. is Steph Curry going to look like when he's older? And, and my thing is, is I think he's going to be an off-the-ball type shooter like his dad. I think that's what he's going to project when he's older. And he loses that quickness. The ball handling could maybe be there, but he's not going to be able to get to those same spots that he gets to now. So as a do- like, he, that's part of him being a dominant scorer. And, and all I'm saying is, is that he relies, when you're little, you rely on your quicks and your athleticism and your anticipation. What he's still going to have to the day he dies is the ability to shoot. So with that being said, when he's older, I just don't see him dominating games the same way he can do now. KD, on the other hand, LeBron, some of these other guys, when you look at every other score on there in the top five, they're big, they're big guys. That's for yeah, a reason. Yeah. There's a reason why there's only two two guards or, or, or two guards on that top five list. There's a reason for that. Because when you get older, how can you still dominate the game? And, 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 and when I look at KB, that's why he scares me. Because I think that he can average 30 at 33. Because how are you going to stop him? Because his game is not really – when he's older, it doesn't have to be relied on quickness. He can still shoot like Seth. He has 6'11 frame. He got Dirk Nowitzki moves that he's going to be doing for the next 10 years that by the time he's 30-something, he's going to perfect. So he, that's why he scares me. I, I just I don't see no drop-off in KD's game. I don't, I, and LeBron, I see more of a drop-off in his game because he's just not the pure scorer that KD is. But just based on the fact that he came into the league straight out of high school the same way Kobe did, I think that he can play even – and here's the thing, he's never gotten injured. He's never he's never missed a, a significant amount of time except for a lockout year, which Kobe right. did too. You know what I'm saying? So so with that, you know, knock on wood, if he never gets hurt, that really gives LeBron two years on Kobe. He can catch Kobe, Kobe's third place by his 16th, 17th year, realistically. So with all that being said, Kobe – can be caught by KD, LeBron, and possibly Carmelo. And right now, uh, LeBron is 24th on the list at 23,733 points. So he's right there, man, and he's about to pass a lot of people that's been Mm -hmm. playing in this game a long Mm -hmm. time. He's about to get AI, Barkley, Ray Allen, Ewing, Duncan, Pierce, Garnett. At some point, he's Mm -hmm. just going to sell past them, so I, I can see him doing it. I mean, yeah, and especially if he continues to, to mold his game as as his athleticism disappear, and he, and he get that uh that that Kobe Michael Jordan mid range post game. Man, look mm-hmm. out! He got the frame for it. So mm-hmm. it, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how. And I think FIFA made a great point. How does your old man game look? And I, and I, I pulled up Kareem's stats just just now. Uh, his last, I mean, he, he, there was a drop off in his last. He, he played twenty years. There was a drop off, obviously, in his last uh, couple of years. But even he finished in he, eighty-eight, eighty-nine season. He finished averaging ten points a game. So, and then if you if you go back to eighty-five, eighty-six. He averaged 23. So he went from 23 and 85 to averaging 23 and 85 to 88, you know, uh, 88, 89, his last year averaging 10 points. So there was a fall off. He went from 23 to 17 to 14 to 10. But still, and I, I think it goes back to what you guys were saying as far as 
it's hard to dominate when you're not a guard. Uh, I, you know, those big guys usually tend to dominate. And if you look at the scoring list, most of the, the people up there, you know, are bigger guys. I, I, I'm, I'll be very interested to see how. And, and I don't, I, don't, I don't think Kobe's going to be someone who's going to try to stick around for that. I mean, he said he wants to win a ring. Um, doesn't look like he's going to win a ring in L.A. Uh, he doesn't want to go anywhere, obviously. Um, so I, I, I'm very interested to see how this is all going to play out for him, you know, because that may be something that he ultimately just ends up chasing, you know, just because, you know, because there's no rings to go get, you know what I'm saying? But he's, he's playing at a great clip right now. So we'll definitely see how it plays out. Uh, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six. You've reached the place where sports opinions collide. This is Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Will Kyle, joined by my partners, Beezy, FIFO, and Ken. Hit us up. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um, I'll do something a little different, man. We normally don't. We normally start off with football, and then we kind of work our way around. I'm gonna go to. Let's go to boxing, man. We had some boxing news jump off uh, this past week. Uh, Floyd Money Mayweather, man. Floyd Money Mayweather is in the news. Uh, He had a, uh, I don't want to call it a press conference. He was being interviewed, and he called out Manny Pacquiao and said that, you know, he wants to fight him. Um, Now, anybody familiar with boxing uh, knows that this has been the fight that people have been clamoring for for years. And for whatever reason, whether or not Floyd was scared, whether or not Pacquiao was scared, whether or not they, you know, they ducked and dodged each other purposely or uh, unintentionally, um, the fight has not happened. But uh, Mayweather, who said he's going to retire next year, would like to fight Pacquiao next spring. So, Ken, two questions. Will this fight happen? And would you pay to see it? Ken. Ken. Oh yeah, it's 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 gonna happen, man. Um, Stephen A. Smith has been been saying this for months now, and and you know, uh, at, at times it, it seemed like it, it wasn't gonna happen, but um, because everything, you know, both parties have been really really quiet. There's been a lot of talk from from Pacquiao, and and um and, and Mayweather hasn't really responded to to much of it. Um, but you know, according to Stephen A. Smith, he he said it, it was going to happen uh, by next year. So so yeah yeah, I I just went with uh, what he was saying, and I can definitely see, you know, see it uh, taking place um, based on on his uh, his inside information. Would I pay to see it? I you know what I would have been more hyped to see it years ago when. All of the the shit talking was going on, man, and when right. everybody wanted to see this fight, they could have made so much money. Now, you know, it, it's it's like um, it doesn't really hold the same luster as it as it did. That shine is kind of worn off because I think we're you know at least for me I'm exhausted between the conversations uh, about you know whether they were gonna fight or not. You know, and and you know, I'm, I and, and and I'm like, and and they're older, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, it would have been great to see them both in their, quote unquote, uh, what I like to say, their prime. But now they're a lot, they're they're years older, man. So, 
Um, you know, and it's not like they've lost a lot of skill, but you know, it right. does play a factor. But um, so what I pay for, it, I'll go to a fight party. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Chiefo, what about you, man? Pacquiao Mayweather. Uh, Mayweather's laid down the gauntlet, man. Do you think this fight's going to happen? And if it does, would you pay to see it? Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I, I think cause it, I think it was inevitable. I've been saying it since they should have fought that this is probably going to be like the last fight in boxing. You know, it's the last two big names. Um, I think it should have happened years ago, but I, it was inevitable. They had to fight each other. Um, so I think it will happen. Mayweather already called out a date, May 2nd. Um, and will I pay for it? You damn right. I go to a fight party. I pay for it myself. It, it don't matter. I just know I need to watch that fight. Um, I think it's going to be a great fight. But Mayweather is going to retire undefeated, man. And I think Pacquiao might be his last person that he fights. Okay, okay. Beasy, now, now you're, you're the huge box. I mean, we're all boxing fans, but you're a huge boxing fan, man. Uh, what's your take on it, man? Is this fight going to happen? And ultimately, because we, if, if we're talking pay-per-view, this thing probably could run about $70. Would you pay for it? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, just like Ken, uh, if, this fight, if, this, this, if this fight would have happened like, you know, five, six years ago when, when Manny Pacquiao was running through his opponents, when, when um, you know, when, when Floyd Mayweather was, was still doing his thing, yeah, I think it would have been, like, super huge. But, you know, yeah, people say it lost a little lackluster, but guess what? If they fight, if they was fighting next week, people would still be tuning in, having fight yeah. parties like crazy. It would still be getting pretty, you know, very hyped up about it because people would want to go see it. And, I mean, my, me, myself, want to go see it. And, um, you know, it's the only fight that matters. You know, it's the only fight that can pretty, like people said, this is really the last really big boxing match, I think, in boxing. I mean, after this boxing match, you can almost kind of say boxing is really dead because, like, what other big box, you know, mm-hmm. boxing match that you really want to see right now besides Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao? Nobody. Nobody. So, you know, they need to make this fight happen. I think for Floyd Mayweather's legacy, it needs to happen because, you know, if you don't fight him, it's like, you know, you got to fight the best fighters. If, if yeah. Manny Pacquiao is ranked number one and you're the champion, you got to fight him. You know, just like Bernard Hawkins got the old school mentality. Fight, fight. Fight, clean out your division. You know what I'm saying? If, if you if you're in the welterweight, you gotta fight all the welterweights that's considered you know great or, mm-hmm. or, or good in your division. You gotta fight them. You know. So I think at this point, you know, Floyd Mayweather, there's no turning back. You, you gotta fight him now. I mean, rather if this in May or if it's your final fight in September, you gotta fight Manny Pacquiao in 2015. Yeah, I, I read some on Bleacher Report too. I, I should have sent it to y'all where uh, Bob uh, Bob Arum, you know, the uh, CEO of Top Rank Promoter. Saying he wants Canelo Alvarez to have May second, and he don't want Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather to have it. So, like, really, like you, 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 you want Canelo Alvarez to fight over what can be considered the biggest fight almost in boxing history, <laughs> and you rather have Canelo Alvarez fight on May second because he's a Mexican and it's a Mexican Independence Day? Really? <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, if I find that, if I find that story, I'm gonna send it to you guys, man, because I was like, what? Like for real? <laughs> So, you know, if that's true, huge, huge knock on Bob Arum. And it, and, it, and it really shows that maybe we didn't see this fight because of Bob Arum. You know, I know Mayweather always said that, 
you know, it's Bob Aaron, Bob Aaron. People always think Mayweather's scared, but if that's the, if that's really true, then yeah, we might have to look at Bob, give Bob Aaron the side eye and see, yo, man, what's up with that, man? You want to turn down the biggest fight in fighting history just because you want a Mexican to fight on his Mexican holiday? Like what? Right. Really? You really care about that for real? So, you know, it's interesting. But yeah, at this point, to me. I've been saying this for even besides Canelo Alvarez, the only person I wanted Mayweather to fight was Manny Pacquiao. I'm like, no other fight matters. Nothing, no fight. <laughs> Nothing mm-hmm. else matters. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't want to see Mayweather fight Amir Khan. I don't want to see Mayweather fight Canelo Alvarez for a rematch. I want to see Mayweather fight, you know, Manny Pacquiao. That's what I want to see. Right. So that's the only fight that matters in my opinion. I think um, I, I agree, man. I, I think it, it's got to happen. I think the fact that Floyd finally, you know, said something about it, and hopefully, pack. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's he's made it so public now. I mean, it's always been public, but it's been so much bickering and back and forth. I think now it's 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 almost got to happen. Like it, it's it's you're doing yourself a disservice if it doesn't happen at this point. Um, much like you guys, I wish it would have happened earlier because you know now it's like if Floyd loses, then they'll say, well, you know, it's just you know it's just one loss or what have you. But you know, it's like you said, you gotta you, you have, at this point you gotta for Floyd he has to fight everybody in their prime or or fight everybody in in his way and Pacquiao's in the way. Um, you know, I think it'd be a I think even at this stage I think it'd still be a very good fight, not as good as it would have been three or four years ago, but. Um, you know, would I pay to see it? Uh, hell no, I ain't paying to see it. But I will come to FIFO's house, <laughs> bring a couple bottles, because I want to see it. I wouldn't pay to see it, but um, but I, I'll show up at your fight party uh, with a couple bottles and some chips and, and wings and stuff. So I, I, I could definitely do that. <laughs> the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. You're locked in to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Tonight we're talking everything, anything and everything you want to talk about. Joined by my partners in crime, BZ, FIFO, and Ken. Hit us up, hit us up, hit us up. Let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 843. Look like we got my dad online. Dad, what's up, man? Dad, hello. How you doing? Hey, Dad, I need you to get close to the phone, man. I can't hear you. Is that better? Oh, there we go. There we go. Come on, Dad. You know the routine. How's everything going? All right. I'm nothing much. I've been listening to you guys, and let me comment on Kobe passing, Mike. No big deal. The only thing that surprised me was the fact that I found out that Kobe had more assists than Michael. That was a, that was a shocker. Uh, now I expected him to pass Mike because you know he 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 actually shoots a lot more than Mike did. He's got has a longer time in the league, just like you, you guys were saying. As far as Kareem is concerned, he was the third best center of all time. He couldn't even carry Russ or Wilt's shoes. Wilt would have killed him on the court. Uh, <laughs> how, how did they Wilt match up when five? they went head to head, Dad? Because I mean, obviously we're we're much. Well, Wilt was at the end of his career then. <laughs> okay. He, but if he had pulled around, and plus Wilt's role was different at that time. By the time Kareem played against Wilt, all he had to do was rebound and give up the ball and distribute the ball from the low post. He didn't have to score, but he would have gotten he would have gotten forty or more if he had played against Kareem in his prime because he got he got over thirty something forty against Russell all the time. And Russell's a far better defensive ball player. Now, uh, as far as that fight's concerned, I sat up here and started laughing because 
I'm going to say Bob Arum is the cause of that fight, you know, the cause of that fight not being sooner. And he's trying yep. to put some stuff in the wind now too. Yep. You know, he's got he cannot let a brother run the show, and that's probably what the, the bottom line of that. But the other thing is, I got kind of tickled because I said, now Floyd saw that I forgot that dude's name and knocked Pacquiao out, but and he got beat a couple other times. So so Floyd know he can beat him now. You know, it's just like. Muhammad did uh, Foreman. He done rope and doped him in a sense. You know, he let him hang around long enough to where he knew he got him, and then he's ready to tee off on his butt and end his career with a rich payday and beating Pacquiao so he can go home and say, yeah, I'm the best. Anything they threw at me, I got. Well, I think he could have got him back in the day, too, because there's something about speed. It's just like in football, baseball. Uh, or basketball. That speed is that element that will make that one guy who's good make him better, and he will excel over you. If everything else is equal, he will excel. Now, the other thing you guys are talking about was the players now. I got to go along with, I can't remember if it was Ken or uh, Tifo that was saying about KD. But uh, he was right. KD, you know, Ten years from now, all you got to do is bring him down the court and let him post up, and who's going to stop him? Mm-hmm. He ain't got to have that explosive speed or anything like that. Uh, he ain't even have to go to the hoop for once in a blue moon, you know, ten years from now. Uh, if anybody's going to get those kind of points. Now, LeBron reminds me kind of like Magic. Magic was the type of player... Scoring wasn't that important to him. In fact, scoring wasn't important at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, two things was important with Magic. He wanted to win, and he wanted to get somebody to the ball. And the other thing with Kareem, he lasted such a long time because of the fact that when Magic came to the league, I said, he just got another five years on his career. Right. Because when, he, when Magic came to the league, and especially when they had showtime with Worthy and uh, Perkins, uh, no, Worthy and Keith Wilkes uh, on the, uh, the Jamal Wilkes, I'm sorry. Well, Keith, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with those with those guys on wings and Magic running the break, uh, a lot of times, Kareem didn't have to go down court. Okay. And I count the fact that after Magic came in, he didn't have to score. Not You know, he, he was no longer first option, and he had to have a good time for the win. That I mean, didn't in like kept the breaking up real bad. Hey, Dad, I think we, you, we, you, I thought it was my phone. <laughs> Say something again, Dad, because you were breaking up for a second. Yeah, your your phone is breaking up. You're gonna have to probably call back on the other line. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put him okay. on hold. Um, let's go to let's let's keep it going. Going to the he was, he was in the middle. He was he was slowing there for a second. As far as I had to look at my phone to make sure it wasn't my phone. Um, let's go to let's go to the six man. The six man is on the line. Our boy Q Q. What up? Yo yo, is my audio good? Is my is my phone good? Oh yo, you know you good. You good man. You good. Hi right, man. I, thought my I phone think my dad's battery is dying or something. It was clear. I was like, oh, all right. I had to make sure my phone was right. Anyway, um, yeah. so 
I'm gonna start off on a lighter note. Um, I want to talk about the X Factor in the AFC, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm gonna ride with them if they can get into the playoffs. I'm gonna ride with them. I think they got the best back in in the league. I think they got the best wide receiver in the league this year. This year, not overall, but this year. And I like the way that they're moving, but their defense is still too much of. Like a hindrance on them, but I think that they're one of those teams that they get in the playoffs, they they just get hot, kind of like the Giants. But to move on to uh, like my team, Philadelphia Eagles, like I said, fraudulent, fraudulent, <laughs> fool's gold. I keep telling Eagles fans this team is not gonna do nothing yet because we're not there yet. Oh, man. All right. Our cornerbacks, Bradley Fletcher and Kerry Williams, got to go. Got to go. They got to go, man. Dez Bryant didn't even have to do anything different on his routes. He just kept running right past Bradley Fletcher. He couldn't keep up with him, man. He's terrible. He's so terrible. We, 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 like, we need a quarterback. The state of the Eagles right now is we need players who can fit Chip Kelly's system and actually – consistent here. You can't just be good for a couple games. You have to excel in it, which is why a lot of Eagles fans are calling for Chip Kelly to make something happen on draft day. And if that comes at the at the cost of trading a, a, a LaShawn McCoy, then that's just the way it's going to have to be because we are so tired here in Eagles Nation of every time – the season ends, it's, oh, next year, oh, next year, oh, next year. No, wait, just wait till next year. Wait till next year. We don't have any hardware. We we don't have a ring. I don't know why people are acting like, you know, beating the Cowboys once a year is a Super Bowl. It's not. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry, man. Like, I'm thirsty. Like, I need a ring. I'm tired of, you know, getting more victories. The Eagles right now are not built to beat tough teams. The same way a few years ago that Oregon was not built to beat tough teams. We need to find players on defense in our secondary. We need to completely erase everyone in that secondary but Malcolm Jenkins. We need to we need to shut up the defensive line, cut the old weight, and we need to come back with new offensive players. And once again, I'll, I'll say again, if that means dealing first-round picks and LaShawn McCoy, then that's just the way it's going to have to be because – I mean, I take Marcus Mariota if anybody wants, if and nobody wants him, I take him. I take that. I take mm. that kid for sure. That kid has an amazing football IQ. 127 touchdowns to 12 interceptions in his entire career at Oregon. 44 touchdowns, two interceptions this year. His decision making is very good. I like his footwork in the pocket, and he's so familiar with Chip Kelly's system. It don't even make no sense. So if that's the way that Chip is wanting to roll, then I'm all for it. I mean, a lot of people are going to say, oh, you can't trade LaShawn McCoy. All right, another reason why I'm saying that, like, you could do that is because the running back position is so undervalued now in 2014 that people like Todd Gurley are going to fall to the second round just because of the ACL tear. And 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 a team could take a chance on him just to see, you know, because ACL tears now are not as severe as they were back in the day. They can be healed up. And you can come back from them and not even look like, you know, you miss a step, a la AP. But in terms of us, I don't even 
it's it's to the point now that I don't even want to make the make the playoffs. For what? For what, man? Like everyone was on Nick Foles' jock last year. Oh man, twenty-seven touchdowns, two interceptions. What's his what's his uh, stats this year? You have he has ten touchdowns, twelve interceptions. That's what happens when that film room exposes you. But people don't even want to hear that. Everyone's oh man, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I know my my I know my team, and I know when a quarterback is benefiting from the system of Chip Kelly, because. The difference between Marvin Mariota and the uh, QB that he had before him, same number and everything. I, for, I forget on the dude who got uh, suspended and then he got cut for smoking weed too much, whatever. Is that one had consistent games like like Mariota and one was inconsistent like him. So I know when someone is benefiting from just the dink and dunk system of Chip Kelly. Mark Sanchez is not a franchise QB. Nick Foles is not our franchise QB. He could be successful somewhere else. But in terms of the Philadelphia Eagles, this team needs to take a complete drastic turn, and we need to sign some players, we need to draft some players, and we got to make some moves when it comes to that night. And another thing, I, I wanted to remind uh, Ken, I don't even know if Ken remembers this, but when the show uh, started around when NFL season just started, Ken picked the Dallas Cowboys, but then he switched to the Eagles. Yeah, and he was like, baby. Oh, what am I thinking? <laughs> what, what am, so, what, so what am I thinking? And I just want to say again, Kyle picked the New York Giants, but you know that's not really a you know a relevant thing. Hey man, but I mean, <laughs> man, y'all go for top five picks, man. Hey, I, I envy it. I ain't no front. But in terms of you know just a few more things, um, just real quick, the Mayweather fight I think is going to happen because if Pacquiao is so adamant on saying that he'll do it for free, then that means that Floyd can put out any terms that he wants and he should he should take it right. Pacquiao's talking all this trash, talking about, oh, I'll fight him for a nickel. All right, so Floyd can give you a 90-10 deal, and you'll take it, correct? You're boxing yourself in when you talk this much trash, so you don't have to live up to that. I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen around Cinco de Mayo, and I would not pay to see it. I'll probably stream that, and it'll go to a party and and, and watch it, but I will see it. It'll be a huge event. And I just want to talk. I know a dude's going to call in and talk about this real quick. But, man, Jay Cutler, yo, I don't know. Like, even in Romo's worst days, his ratio of doing good to bad had to be, like, four to four. For Cutler, it's, like, one to seven, dog. Like, it's just so – it's so bad for them. And I feel bad for all of the Bears fans out there because, like, Trustman done sold out. He – like, he really was supposed to come in and unlock this offense for y'all. Y'all got Matt Forte – Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffries, and you have someone who is capable of being a top 10 QB, a top, you know, even, even top five if he wanted to. Jay Cutler has the capability. He has the arm. He mm-hmm. has the IQ. But for some reason, it's just not, I don't know, some guys aren't good in game. I have no clue why. And I hope that they clear that house all the way down. They tear everything down. And they go after someone, you know, make a few trades or so or whatever, and maybe tank maybe another year. But they have too many weapons on offense to be this stagnant, dude. Like they're like there are teams that would kill to have that tandem, and they got Marcelo. <coughs> I forgot about him. It's too mm-hmm. ridiculous, and it needs to stop. They need to get someone in. But in terms of the Eagles, man, we are doomed. I don't even want to make the playoffs, and <laughs> this is this is just this is, this is very sad times, man. 
Q, I oh, feel like we're, we're therapy for you, man, uh, which, which is okay, which is good. You, you need to get it off your chest. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think y'all realize just how bad, like, that game was on Sunday. I knew the game was over. Well, that the game was quarter. bad. It, it, it was, it was we real. Were I mean, so we, 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 yo, it like, was we over. Turned. Yo, it was over after kickoff. How do you yep, get the first kickoff of the game? You don't want to. Yeah, and, and you know what, you know what you, and I started to tweet you, and I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to tweet him. Because I, I, I saw one of your tweets, and I was just like, I'm not even going to tweet him to try to cheer him up. But, yeah, I, I haven't seen that right. in the NFL in a right. long Please. time with a ball just, I mean, just randomly on the ground and nobody picks it up. Like, that kick, that okay, deep. My body's not, um, bro, like, Brad Smith. Is it, I mean, like, you see that in high school and college. People wanted to blame Josh Huffer for that, and I want to clarify that that was not Josh Huff's fault, the kick returner. Josh Huff is in the end zone, and Brad Smith, the ball is already on the ground, and Brad Smith is pointing to him, go and get it. A Cowboy no, is like one yard you, you away go from get it. it. Because, yeah, you got to make that judgment call to say, okay, I'm going to go get this ball, and I'll take it, You and you, you come and block. You know, no, because Huff couldn't have made that. He couldn't have made that catch. And he, man... That was like as soon as I saw that, the whole air out of the stadium just deflated. They had to redo the fireworks. <laughs> like it was just like, all right, this this whole game is over right now, dog. This whole game is over. But one last brag before you know, I get off. Um, I, I I think I discussed this with y'all. Um, well not not discussed, but I talked about this to y'all like briefly yesterday. My man Nerlens Noel was putting in work yesterday. And I just got to give a big shout-out to him because he's developing. And I want to reiterate, because y'all going to hear me, to everybody listening, y'all going to hear me. This is like this is the Sixers update every time I'm, I'm going to come <laughs> over and make sure y'all watch the progress of these players growing up. Like, And I also want to say, you know, get well to Jabari Parker. But if Jabari's going to be out for a little bit of time, man, this man, KJ, going to get get that rookie of the year. Well, you know what I'm saying? But that's it. I'm, I'm I'm sorry I'm taking up your time, and uh, it's all good. Q. Has a good night. Hey man, as always, man, we thank you for calling in, bro. All right, all right, Peace. Q. Peace. Peace. Phone number Q. Call six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. We got phone lines lighting up. Let's jump right back to them. Let's go to. Area code 205. 205. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, it's Captain Snake. How are you guys? Snake, what's going on, man? Okay. Uh, Nothing too much. Just uh, wanted to chime in a little bit. Um, I heard that guy, uh, the guy, the previous caller, he was talking about Mariota. And mm-hmm. I guess my thing for Mariota is I want to see how he does against an, like a Florida State-type defensive line how he does against, like, you know, a potential Alabama, you know, defense. You know, because uh, I think in the Pac-12 it's more offensively. And I think that, you know, you need to see him more against a, you know, teams that's going to put guys in the, in the league. You know, because one of the things I noticed with Mariota, you know, he goes to his first read usually. That's, you know, which 80, 90% of the play, uh, quarterbacks in college are going to go to their first read. But, you know, I don't think his arm is super, super strong, which is not which is not a death sentence in the league. But, I mean, you mm-hmm. do need to be able to hit tight, you know, tight windows. And, you know, I just – for me, I need to see Mariota hit those tight windows. Like, he, like I've seen Winston do it. 
You know, now Winston's thrown 17 interceptions, but at the same time, I still know that he can, you know, he's a pro-style quarterback. You know, I know that he's going to be able to deliver that ball in there when there's two guys and you're trying to get it to your receiver. Also, mm-hmm. um, the thing for uh, about the Eagles, I would say, first off, I wouldn't trade. Just to, uh, like, I don't know how if he meant do a trade like Atlanta did for Julio Jones, where you mm-hmm. trade, like, draft picks, but I wouldn't do that because, you know, as a Patriots fan, I think you value players over one player because, you know, you're trying to build a team of 53, and, you know, injuries are going to happen, mm-hmm. and you're going to need to have depth at all positions, you know, and you try to, and you may try to find a quarterback later on the draft or maybe even try to find a veteran, but I wouldn't trade yeah, three draft picks for Marcus Mariota, you know, and I like Marcus. I mean, he's a good kid. But, I mean, are we sure that we want to – he's not as sure like Andrew Luck. I, you know, Andrew Luck, you know, that was one of those ones I'm like you're like, okay, oh, he's going to be good in the league. You know, we, mm-hmm. you know, he's got all the tools, you know. And, you know, because Luck's got a strong arm. You know, he's making all, all these reads in college and stuff, and he played in a pro-style offense. And that's another thing, you know. Maybe Chip Kelly's offense just isn't designed to – Sustain in the league, you know, because teams are catching up with it, you know, and team, you know, teams are catching up with it, and also just is is Chip Kelly going to be able to make adjustments to that offense to make mm-hmm. it thrive in the league? I wanted to get what you guys thought about that. that you know, that's a good question, and it's a question that actually leads leads to a question I was actually going to throw out to the fellas if we had time tonight. Um, and I, I actually thought this as I was watching the um, the Heisman uh, show the other night. Here, here in I don't want to call it a. It's not so much as a copycat, but it is a copycat because every everybody is doing. Everybody runs a spread offense. You know, I coach little league football, and I mean it's mind boggling to see nine and ten year olds running a spread offense. I don't have a problem with the spread offense. I think it's cool and everything, but when you run the spread, like you said, you're not a traditional drop-back passer. Um, I don't know if that projects to win. And and I hate to sound like, you know, Ron Jaworski, one of those guys on TV, but, you know, when you look at a guy like Winston, when you look at a guy like RG3, and after a while it just seems like, well, excuse me, not Winston. When you look at a guy like Mariota, you look at a guy like uh, – RG3, um, some of these other quarterbacks that have come out of this spread offense, when they get into the NFL, once the NFL, Colin Kaepernick, when the NFL gets tape on you and they study that spread and they start, you know, hitting guys and they say, okay, well, you know, ultimately NFL teams, NFL defense is going to tell you, beat me with your arm from from the pocket. That's what teams have done to Colin Kaepernick this season, and he hasn't been able to get it done. They said, basically, we're not going to rush you. We're not going to bum rush up the field. We're going to contain you in the pocket. We're going to make you beat us on the pocket. And he hasn't. He struggled doing so. And I just don't know. To answer your question, Captain Sneak, I don't know if the spread offense is good long-term for a lot of these quarterbacks. You know, running in high school and college is one thing, but I don't know if it's a, a great long-term solution because ultimately defenses – they're going to make you stand in there. If, if they don't think you can stand in there and deliver, they're going to make you do that. And if you're a quarterback like, you know, that is a drop-back quarterback, they're going to try to push you out of the pocket. You know, so they, they try to make things go in their favor. So 
I don't know, man. That, that's a good question. I, I, I haven't – we haven't seen a spread quarterback win, you know, and I don't know if you necessarily want to count Russell Wilson as – even though they do run the spread, but I think when he ultimately has to, he'll stand in there and deliver the ball in the pocket. No, I think that uh, Russell Wilson – like you said, I think he stands in the pocket. And, you know, I think they also they also have a running game. You know, I mean, they also really depend on Marshawn Lynch. But, you know, uh, Russell, you know, I mean, he can stand in the pocket and he can deliver throws. He can zip it in there. And he also can read defenses. That's the thing for me is that, you know, I know people are really on that uh, – that he only threw two interceptions. But, I mean, he's playing in the Pac-12, which I'm a person that tries to advocate – for other conferences besides the SEC because there's other mm-hmm. talent out there. But, you know, when you're sitting here playing Cal or something and their defense just isn't uh, up to the par with, like, an Alabama or, or a Georgia or something, you know, you're getting easy looks, easy passes. You know, M- Mariota, he didn't have a Heisman moment this year because he was never put in a situation to have a Heisman moment. You right. know, look at when, you know, he had NC State, Notre Dame. You know, the list goes on and on where – you know, Winston did throw some interceptions, but at the same time, he showed you that when it's a tight window and when he's going to have to make the right read, he can do it. I, I just would like to see Mariota in the bowl games, you know, if they do beat Florida State and if they do play Alabama, you know, in those games, see what they can do, see what he can do when he's got to read the coverage. You know, when his first read isn't open, that's what I want to see him do. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if he got to be like Manziel, because, you know, man, everybody, you know, some people yep, thought man, another one. was going to tear up the league. But you saw what happened when they put him in. And it's the first, it's his first game. So some people are overreacting. But those were the things I didn't want. I wouldn't want Manziel because, you know, college, he just chucked it up to Mike Evans, you know. And it, now you're thinking, was Mike Evans really making Manziel or was Manziel making Evans, you know? And, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It's easy when your first look is Mike Evans, but what happens when you've got to read the whole field? What what happens then? And you saw and you saw Manziel had no chance against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati is a good team, but I mean, a uh, a quarterback that can make reads, they can dissect that defense, you know. And pretty much any defense, a quarterback, you know, like your your, your top echelon quarterbacks are going to be able to dissect any type of defense. But we're just asking. You to be mid tier quarterback, right? And I'm just not sure about Mariota. Uh, You know, like I said, he's a he's a guy that's uh, you know he's a good guy. You know, he seems to have a really good attitude, but that doesn't that doesn't make passes down the field. You know, you can have all the good attitude in the world, but if you can't throw the ball downfield and you can't throw the ball in a tight window and you can't read defenses, it really doesn't matter. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, man, well, as always, Captain, man, we thank you for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate the love, brother. Okay, okay one last thing before I leave uh, about okay, the uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao uh, fight. I would mm-hmm. just say I need to see Pacquiao fight Marquez again because he got dropped out. He got dropped in the sixth round. I mean, I think Pacquiao's still knocked out from that. No, we don't want to <laughs> see that. That, that, that wasn't as good a fight, no. though. No, we don't want to see that. I'm just saying, he got knocked out. No, we don't want to see that for a fifth time. No. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. No. All, All right, right, man. Thanks back. for calling in, Sneak. Yes, sir. Phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Uh, let's, we still got the phone lines popping, man. Let's go to 
773, you're on the air with uh, Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jockman. Jockman. What's going on, hey. man? Um, Not much, not much. I uh, just wanted to talk about, like, quickly, like, just talk about Chicago right now. Um, <sighs> tough, so, like, man. Last week, tough, man. Last week, uh, the Cubs and the White Sox both made, like, big splashes of free agency with their moves. And they're, like, really, like, it really, it's kind of crazy how, like, public opinion of uh, the Chicago team has really changed. Like, um, like to borrow a quote from Moneyball, like, there's the, the Bulls and the Blackhawks, like, the teams that could potentially win a championship, and most of Chicago sites be excited for that. Then there's the Cubs and the Sox that have a lot of potential, so people are getting excited about that. Then there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's the Bears. Like, everyone hates <laughs> this team right now. Like, openly dislikes the 2014 Chicago Bears, and I, like, just last week I became one of them. When uh, that Aaron Cromer story dropped, I was just like, I'm, I was just done with this season. I was just done with it all. Um, and, like, I watched, like, one half of that game, and I was just like, yeah, they they, they don't care anymore. I was hoping maybe, like, uh, they'd show some heart, but nah, I guess not. Against a team that gave, like, 40 points against the Panthers. A week ago, they just gave up. You know what? You know what? What, uh, Jock man? I I don't understand. And it's and and somebody said it on the radio today, and and I thought it was great. Jay Cutler, man, he is the 2014 version of Jeff George. I mean, he's got the talent, got the arm strength, got the the moxie. He just don't have it between his ears, man. I mean, what, what is it with this guy? I don't know. Also, I think that was uh, – I remember Brian Billick saying that like a few months ago, actually. Um, I, I don't I don't get it anymore. I've been one of Cutler's biggest defenders the past few years, ever since the, uh, the NFC Championship game in 2011. Like, ever since then, I've been one of his biggest defenders, but I just can't do it anymore. I just can't. Like, there's nothing that's good about this team right now. Like, they've looked good once all year, and it was against the Falcons. Every every other game they've looked terrible and they've looked lucky when they won. <laughs> yeah, and I I tried to tell you earlier uh, this year, I think you called in Jay Cutler through four touchdowns in the second half uh, after turnovers or something, uh, but he didn't have to do much. And everybody was talking about Jay Cutler, you know, coming back to win that game, blah 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 blah. I was like, all right, I said, don't buy it to the hype, and here we are. And you you done tapped out, Chuck, man. I tried to warn yeah. you. You should listen to me, man. Yeah, I know. Maybe it was just a contract. You, had, you almost had to buy into the hype pretty much at that point. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just like this team is this team is fucked for the next few years. This team is fucked. Yeah, I, yeah they, there's not much they can yeah. do. Because they can't move him with that contract, right? Yeah, they tried. They they were in. They were in it to win this season with their offseason moves, and uh, they're they're clearly they're clearly nowhere close to being ready. Their defense mm. is nowhere close. It's I just, think it's really interesting, stuff. and um, you know, you you have the the talent they have on offense is, is crazy. You have two practically two number one wideouts. Opposite each other, you have right. a, a a running back in Forte that can not only can he run the ball, but he can catch it. And then you have a tight end in which FIFO had the foresight to see the season that this guy was able to put out on the field 
um, this year. You have the components you need to put up points, and and and, and they haven't been able to do that. Part because of Jay Cutler, and and like you said, this guy has all of the requisite skills physically to do it, but he just, for whatever reason, cannot seem to grasp what they're trying to do offensively. They should be running up and down the field on teams, and they just fail to execute play after play after play. And you put the defense in precarious situations when when you do that. It, it, it's, it's a baffling season for the Chicago Bears, and, and I'm, I'm quite literally stunned because I thought they could just score at least 20, 20 points by accident. <laughs> but, nah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, just, it's, just that, it's just confusing. I, I'm almost speechless at this season pretty much. I'm almost speechless watching this team. Because, like, like you said, I thought this team was going to be uh, gonna be something really good. This offense was going to help out the defense, and they've done nothing. It just confuses me to no end. Yeah, man, it, it's tough because they, they have the components, and, and it's, it's a very – it's already a tough and a very competitive division. And to see the Bears just be this – I mean, like last night was just – it was just awful, man. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know how long you guys watched it. I watched two series of that game, and I was, I was done. I was like, okay, this is not, I, 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 there was no need for me to stick around for that game. It was just that bad. Um, and even, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, John Groot, he said the same thing. He's like, this game is terrible. I mean, it was terrible for TV, so I can only imagine if I paid my hard-earned money to go sit out in the cold. I mean, and the fans were booing from the first series. Like and so you, Tressman rumored is the head coach Mark Tressman is rumored to be fired. He's in his he just finished well, he's finishing up his second season. Um, you know and so the Tressman era will be over and so look for major overhaul in, in, in um in the city of Chicago man as as it relates to the Bears. Yeah, like I said, like with the booing, this team the the city of Chicago just openly dislikes this team. Like nobody has anything positive. Whenever they're mentioned, everyone gets upset. Everyone just wants to say, oh, let's just watch the Blackhawks, let's just watch the Bulls. Like, just forget about this team. Let's just focus on spring <laughs> for the Cubs and the Sox, too. It's just, it's over right now for the Bears. There's no one wow. wants to think about them until when they're back up in August, I guess. Wow. I don't know. Well, I'll say one thing. I hope the Bears play like this this Sunday. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. They play blind. Um... I'd rather see Detroit win the division than the Packers. You know, just just see something different, I guess. So, yeah, go ahead. It's killed Bears. I don't yeah. give a crap anymore. I'm not going to watch that game. It's not worth it. <laughs> oh, man, yes. Go Lions. Wow. Hey, well, as always, Jock, man, thanks for calling in, man. All right. See you next hey, week. Hey, we appreciate it. We'll holler at you next week. All right, bye. Peace. Phone number, Jock, called 646-478. 0356 again 646 you're locked in to Dead End Sports I am your host 12 Kyle and I'm joined by my partners Ken B and FIFO hit us up 646 478-0356 this is the place where sports opinions collide um yeah man Chicago's terrible I mean it is ah, God, that was just bad last night um, let's jump to the NBA, man. Uh, 
we're we're right at about the quarter mark of the season, um, and there are, as far as the NBA is concerned, there are some teams that surprisingly uh, come this coming Monday uh, can actually start trading up until the uh, February uh, deadline of the trade deadline in 2015, February 2015. So. There's already been some feelers for some players out there, which is kind of mind-boggling to me. I'm not going to jump into any of them just yet. Uh, B, I'll start first with you. Who do you think is going to get traded before the NBA trade deadline? Um, who? Well, of course, wishful thinking. I would like to see Josh Smith and Brandon Jennings get traded <laughs> from the Pistons. But, um, I, I, you know what, I, I don't know who's going to get traded, but I find it really interesting that I guess, you know, Charlotte is giving up on the Lance Stevenson project. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, it, it's it's amazing. Like, I'm surprised. Even though some of his numbers, I think his averages has went up, you know, from you know in Charlotte since from Indiana. But it's amazing that I think this soon, like you said, only a quarter within the NBA season, and they're already like, oh, all right, well, Lance Stevenson project, that's that's done. That's just a wrap. We, we, we're ready to, you know, brush our hands off with you and, and move along. So I I guess I won't be surprised in a way if if, if Charlotte really like, look, we're done with you. Lance Stevenson, um, I'm trying to think of it, it was another team, too, that was, um, oh, yeah, not really a trade, but this is more so of a pickup. It's interesting how so many NBA teams now is interested in the, what, 36, 37-year-old NBA player in Ray Allen. I find it so amazing, man. It's crazy how he can just, like, pretty much pick and choose what team he wants yep. to go to at this point of his career. Like, you know, you would think it would be, you would think Ray Allen was, like, this, you know, this 27-year-old prospect or something like that, someone that's really good in their prime. This dude is 37, I think 37 years old, and, and you know, mm-hmm. and he got, like, what, five, six, Championship attendant team that's begging for his services right now. I, I, I find it amazing. So, and I think, me personally, I think he's going to wait until after the All Star break and find out who's pretty much in the running to possibly get a championship. So, the pickup would be interesting. But me personally, I want to see. This is just a personal thing. I just want Brandon Jennings and Josh Smith to go. I, you know, I, I want them to get out of here. <laughs> wait like, a minute, wait a minute. How long has Brandon Jennings been in Detroit? He hasn't been in a long year. Two, three years. Okay. Wow, yeah. and you want him out of there yep. already, B? Yeah, I want him out. I mean, I, want, I, I, I actually, I didn't have an issue with Brandon Knight. I didn't see why, you know, Joe Dumars, you know, swept swept away Brandon Knight. I thought Brandon Knight was. I mean, at least he's a better defender, and he 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 plays harder than Brandon Jennings. I mean, you know, Brandon Jennings offensively probably was like, you know, a little bit better, or he's like hit or miss. But you know, as far as you know, IQ and, and the hard work, I thought Brandon Knight was pretty fine, you know. So, I don't know. I, but Josh Smith, he definitely got to go. But I, I do think – but you know what, though? I think Moreau going to go because he already said he's not resigning with the Pistons. So, I think Pistons just need to just go ahead and chalk it up and, and let him go try to get something for him. I hope – I would. I didn't mind that Wizards trade, the rumor trade with um, Nene and Porter, Otto, Otto mm-hmm. Porter for, uh, for, for Josh Smith. I, I was like, yeah. I'm cool with that. You know, but if it's for Greg Monroe, you know, so be it. You know, but Josh Smith got to get out of there. I would like for him to go. ASAP. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO, man? Uh, like I said, starting Monday, man, they can start trading players, man. Who do you think is going to go? 
Um, I think Rajon Rondo, um, this is his last season as a Boston Celtic. Uh, I don't know where he goes, but I don't think he finishes the season there. Uh, I think definitely Josh Smith is going to get moved, or at least they're going to try to move him. If I was any of the other 29 teams, I am not taking Josh Smith in that contract. I'm just, it's just, I don't know what the hell Joe Dumars was thinking. Nope, uh, I don't know either. Yeah, all that money, like, come on, man. Um, I think Dion Waiters doesn't finish as a cab this year. Uh, I think really? he's going to be trade bait. Yeah, I think he's going to be trade bait in in, in getting a, a, a big man because uh, I think that's what Cleveland needs. They need they need a rim protector. They don't have that. And I think that the most valuable asset that they can give up to get that will be Dion. And I think that that's what you're – I think they're going to make that move uh, because to be a championship team, you 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 need you you need to be able to play defense at, at at a certain type of level. And even though they're getting better and trending upward, they still need that rim protector. So I don't think Dion finishes as a Cav. Um, I think like the whole Brooklyn Nets roster is on the trading block. Yeah. Honestly, um, I think um, you know. I think the Hornets are going to make a move. I hope it's not Lance because I still like Lance there. But, um, yeah, man, you know, 4-14, I tweeted out the other day, man, I think that they're the most disappointing team in the NBA. I'm not saying that they're the worst team, but the most disappointing team because they were a playoff team last year. And you're mm-hmm. supposed to build on that. And the way that they've been playing, it, I, I just I don't understand it. I don't get it. They have all of the pieces to to be better than last year, and they're just not. So that that's just very disappointing. Um, I think Greg Monroe, even though I I, I think Van Gundy's going to do everything in his power to move Josh Smith, nobody's going to take that contract. So I think Greg Monroe is going to be the odd man out, and I think that he's the one that's going to be traded. Like B said, he already said he's not re-signing in Detroit. So I think he's the one that's going to get moved ASAP. Um, and I think that's pretty much it as of right now. But I think obviously the biggest uh, name is going to be Rajon Rondo. Where he goes, I don't know. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? Uh, who, who do you see getting moved? Uh, like I said, it starts Monday, and they can trade him up until uh, the trade deadline, which occurs uh, a little less than two months from now in February. So who who do you think uh, gets moved? Well, Lance Stevenson, man, he he's out of there, and um, and and gosh, man, I think the guy's a pariah. Uh, you know, you look at at uh, the 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 tailspin Indiana was in last year, and you look at at, at Charlotte this year, they they can't win a game. You know, and the guy is not you know playing in the fourth quarter, and it, it almost makes you wonder. When Indiana failed to give him that money, if they didn't really kind of see this coming, like you know, and it makes me wonder if, if Lance Stevenson is is overvalued, you know, uh, for for the things that he do because he's still unproven, and mm-hmm. did he benefit a lot from some of the things that were going on system wise in Indiana? Um, but that being said, there are reports out now that Indiana would actually take him back. But wow. if you look at the way Indiana is playing right now, they can use all the help they can get. So I think that'll be a win-win for both organizations because they'll end up, you know, um, you know, getting Lance Stevenson back, the guy that, even though they didn't want him at that price point, 
um, I still feel like they really didn't kind of want to let him go. So I think Lance Stevenson will go. I think once he leaves, that team will start winning again. But whatever is going on and whatever's following that guy, I, he needs to get that off of him, man. And, um, and um, yeah, because it, it, it's just, I, I don't know, man. The, the guy, we all saw what he did last year and stuff like that. And he hasn't done a lot of that now. But, um, you know, that, that stuff kind of kind of affects organizations and teams and all the other stuff. So I think he'll be the first person to probably go if, if somebody can find a, a good deal for him. That's that's pretty much really the only one that I've kind of been monitoring because if I recall correctly, Kyle, didn't, didn't you say uh, Charlotte was one of your sleeper picks? Yeah, uh, yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought adding Lance with uh, Big Al uh, Jefferson down low and, and, and Kimball Walker on the perimeter, I thought you know they, they would be a nice uh, complimentary pieces to you know kind of mesh together. Uh, like you said, Charlotte was a uh, they were a playoff team last year, um, and they just I mean like I've, I've seen them twice this year and they just look flat, man, just from top to bottom, no light, no energy, no nothing. And you know there was this whole resurgence around the city of Charlotte, you know, with them getting named the Bobcat, excuse me, the Hornets back from the Bobcats. Um, but I mean, like they look, tra- they look trashy, man. I mean, it's almost like you you couldn't tell me that that was the same team that they fielded last year. So I don't, and I don't know. I'm I'm really surprised that Lance has been mentioned as far as being shopped around this early. Uh, from what I've read, he's open to it. So that's that. So that just tells me like he ain't even you know mad about leaving. So um, that kind of surprised me. Um, like it's people just- mentioned. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, it, it's just sometimes, man, it, it's just not a good fit for both parties. And, um, you know, yeah, Lance but I mean, got well, his only a quarter of a way in. They, I mean, do you know already that it's not a good fit? Or, you, I mean, have you just decided to pull the plug on it too soon? Yeah, sometimes you just know. Like, if you if you start a job and you look around and be like, oh, man, what was I thinking? They they sold me on, on everything here, and then you get to hear it's an absolute mess. And, you know, you're like, I, I, I got to get out of here. Sometimes you just know. For Lance, you know, really the thing with him was money. And that was that was his biggest thing. That's what he wanted from Indiana. And Indiana didn't want to pay him. But Charlotte was willing to take a chance and give him the money. And it just didn't work out for him nor them. So I, I think now they're like, look, you know, I, I this just ain't working. You know, so let's, let's annul this thing. And let's move on, and, and and you know keep keep it moving. Um, so yeah, that that's that's what I think is, is what's happened in, in Charlotte. And I think now you now you need to do it uh, while the season's still early, because you know okay. and, and the, you know they still got a chance because of the conference they play in. But they right. got to get rid of him if they think he's the problem, so they can get back on the winning track. Speaking yeah, of, yeah. I got a question for you guys, and I was shocked by right. the news that came out. Uh, speaking of news, real quick, Colt McCoy is done for the season. RG3 has th- two more games to prove that he's not uh, washed up. Uh, that being said, <laughs> um, Malone out of Sacramento, I yeah. was really surprised that he was fired because – they started losing games when they lost their best player, and it speaks volumes to how valuable 
DeMarcus Cousins is to that team because when he was in the lineup, they they were they were winning games left and right. But as soon as he went out, they became an average to a below average team. Um, was I, anything that you guys saw that could have sparked something like that? Because I would like to think that the guys that's running that organization are aware of the fact that he didn't have his full – he didn't have the team that he was winning with early in the year and that he was playing basically uh, at a handicap. I, I think part of from, – from what I've read, I just read a couple of clips, and and, and they have, the former head coach, Malone, he's been kind of – you know, close to the vest as far as what he wanted. It, you could kind of tell he wanted to say more, but he didn't want to, you know, kind of throw anybody under the bus. But there seemed to be a clash between him and, and upper management. And, I mean, because here again, it's still early in the season. Now, granted, they're in the West, so you don't want to get off to such a slow start. But I think if you, you know, if you could hover around 500, you know, you still got a shot in the West. You still, you know, you can make a late push, and it, it's not like they didn't have bad players. But, you know, losing uh, Cousins was, was, was major. And I think Cousins probably has another week and a half or so before he's back on the court. Um, this is still early to pull the plug on a coach that's not, you know, 0-15 or something. I, I, it was kind of surprising, but it, it, it sounds to me like it's probably more front office beef than anything else. Yep. They did it to Byron Scott. They did it to Byron Scott. The, the year after yep. he won Coach of the Year, he started off like 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 one and three, and they fired him. Like they, I was like, wow, are you kidding me? So this type of firing, it, it, I mean, it doesn't shock me. It doesn't surprise me or it'll catch me off guard. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, I've seen it done in the NBA plenty of times. So it's like, wow. Like, and then, like you just said, Kyle, so when I saw that, I'm like, something must have been going on in the front office to where, you know, it's like when them owners and, and, and them presidents, they, once they don't care for you like you no more, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of a wrap. You, you know what it is, B? Look, in all honesty, to me, you lose all credibility when your owner talks about, yo, let's play four-on-five defense. Explain to people what that is Because honestly I saw a tweet yep. about it And you know how you, like, you see tweets And you don't really pay much any attention And I didn't see I ain't paying any more attention and, it, and then I saw an article And I'm like are you serious So, so explain to people what you mean by 4 on 5 What that means is Basketball is a 5 versus 5 Game What, what the owner run a D's wants to do is have four players play on defense and have a cherry picker. So all you have to do is just throw the ball down if you get the rebound. Not not mm-hmm. look, not now I've, yep. I've I've done coach some basketball. Uh B and Ken can 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 attest to it. They have seen me coach. Look, look, that is the dumbest shit I have <laughs> ever heard. And, and, and when you and when your owner if that's coming down from your owner you lost all credibility. If I'm Mike Malone, I probably feel fucking elated to be up out of that situation because I read an article where they said that they might mess with that under interim coach Ty Corbin. So what that tells me is is that the owner wants to coach the team. And when that is the situation, then you do not have a great situation in terms of winning championships or at least in the Sacramento case, getting back to the playoffs and being a Western Conference team to be uh, dealt with. And, and, and when you're doing stuff like that, look, if you look, it doesn't matter what team sport. The best organizations are ran when the head coach has a lot of power, yeah, 
then you give the, the, the head coach and the GM are on the same page and the owner writes the check. You may have some input as to I like this player or this is what we need to do. We need to worry about our attendance, our marketing, and this, that, and the third. But you sign them checks and you get the hell out of the way because that's mm-hmm. what you do. You're an owner. You are not a motherfucking basketball coach. And then when you come out here with these dumbass ideas of four or five, and, and, and yo, we're not talking 10-year-olds. We are talking the NBA. Oh, we man. are talking the pinnacle of basketball. In, in the world, man, the pinnacle of basketball in the whole damn world. You talking about playing sports? Get the hell up out of here with that. Get up out of man. No, look, look. I don't know what the hell is going on. I, I, I wouldn't have taken that coaching job. And in all honesty, as long as he's the owner, I wouldn't want to take that coaching job. That's just me. That you know that that is crazy. Like I said, I, I thought it was. I, I thought I was. Hearing things when I saw it, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" For I mean, like, no, it, and just because, and I think sometimes people get the idea of, "Well, nobody else is doing it, so this will be great." No, just because everybody's not doing it doesn't mean that it'll be great for you. Maybe everybody's not doing it because it's stupid, <laughs> and nobody else wants to be stupid. Um, quick uh, update as far as basketball is concerned: it looks like Golden State's uh, 16-game winning streak was snapped tonight. As they lose to the Memphis Grizzlies, 105 to 98. Uh, so they had gotten off to a hot start. They are now 21 and three. Uh, is Golden State uh, 21 and three? Still, you know, fresh out the gate. But the Grizzlies are right behind them at 20 and four, uh, 12 and one at home. Uh, real quick, read at the box score: Steph Curry finished with 19. Klay Thompson had 22. Uh, and Harrison Barnes with 11 points for Golden State. And for let's oh and then had uh, Spites uh, off the bench had 18 and 12 from Sean Livingston. Uh, let's see Grizzlies pretty balanced. Uh, 17 from Zebo, 24 from Gasol, another 17 from Mike Conley and John Lear off the bench and Vince Carter with 16 and 11 respectively. So uh, Golden State has been uh, not from the. Winning streak column, so they will start again on Thursday night to redeem themselves. Um, but getting back to what you were saying as far as uh, Sacramento, man, I, that it's it's weird because Sacramento is is in transition. Uh, they, they're you know oh. campaigning for a new stadium and and things of that. I mean, keep in mind, Sacramento almost lost their team. <laughs> the city almost lost their team last year. So to go from that to you know the head coach and everything. I don't know, man. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six again. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're locked in to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by my partners, FIFO, P, and Ken. Hit us up. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Next question I have for you guys: uh, uh, The NFL came out with a new. Uh, Conduct policy. Now, the policy is, it seems to be like their third or fourth policy, it seems like this season or what have you. Um, under the new policy, Roger Goodell will not be the one handing down the suspensions, but ultimately he will be the deciding factor, uh, you know, once the suspensions have been arbitrated or what have you. Um, but they're, they're, they're taking a, a tougher stance. Anyone convicted or, or accused of a crime will be sat down, 
and then you know their judicial you know everything else will play out in the judicial system before they are actually reinstated so in the case of like let's say Ray Rice under the new current policy after Ray Rice got into the trouble with his wife in the elevator before the tapes were ever released under this new NFL policy uh, conduct policy Ray Rice would have to sit until everything was resolved uh, either via the legal system or they would not wait on the legal system. They would uh, reprimand him uh, individually. Um, Ken, what's your take on it, man? Roger Goodell still has the final say. He's still judge and jury. Uh, are you in favor of this new uh, conduct policy? And, and keep in mind, Adrian Peterson is still sitting out there. Uh, looks like he may not be back until next season. Um, what's your take on it, man? Um, man, you know, it's all damage control, and I think that the policy that they have in place now is a result, of course, of of the things that transpired, both with Adrian Peterson, Ray Rice, uh, uh, McDonald, and all all those other guys um, from this year. And, you know, and and, um, so, you know, the... The the NFL man to me comes across as as, as hypocrites uh, when it comes to how they lay out um, their punishment for players in addition to um, teams and um, and and so for me I mean it, you know it is what it is they continue to you know they gave Goodell still has the power which means that you know to, that tells me that the owners uh, are okay with. How you know this this whole thing is played out and how it was handled and and as long as he continues to make money for them, you know they're they're content. Now they have a policy in place. People know what it is, and people the players know how to conduct themselves, or hopefully they know how to conduct themselves moving forward. And it's it's no big secret. They're no longer making it up as they go along. And um and you know I I think we'll just we'll just go from here you know it, for me man I just I just want the players in in the NFL to just stay out of trouble you know a lot of you guys you know have have are the benefit you're benefiting from um, your talents and and from ma- finding a way to make it out of sometimes tough situations and and um, it, it's tough in this world so don't if at all cost don't lose it over something silly um and uh and, and that's pretty much it with adrian peterson it's a little bit difficult um because you know you're basically governing well i, I think if you look at ray rice you know also you look at it, you're basically governing how these people uh pretty much manage their family but you know you're talking about people that are put in harm's way by guys that run over people or running the people for a living so uh so, you know, th- those are my thoughts, man. Just as long as the players just do what they need to do to stay out of trouble, then um, you know, we'll we'll just we'll just move forward from with what what we got. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, B? Uh what what's your take on a new NFL conduct policy plan is now in full effect? Uh, no Roger Goodell, it's probably not. Something else that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just being honest. Something else is going to happen, and, and, and Roger Goodell and company going to push the panic button and come up with a whole new policy or a whole, or a whole new rules on what's, what's going on. Let, or let it be a, a particular player. I mean, you know, I, you know, it's just, I'm sick of this crap. I'm just sick of it. I mean, you know, I think this is some stuff that when Roger Goodell first became a commissioner, 
he should have had this stuff already laid out. It shouldn't have to take. You shouldn't have to react. You should already. You should already have stuff in place and ready. So when stuff like this do happen, you lay down the law, no matter what player or who it is, and you stick with it. You stick to your guns. People will respect you as a commissioner. People will respect you. You know, just as a person, if you stick to where you, what you're going to stick to. David Stern, he stuck to his guns no matter what, you know, and mm. people respect it. People might not probably liked it, but you oh, know yeah, what? They, they didn't like it at all. Right, they didn't like it at all, but you know what? David Stern stuck to his guns, and he laid down the law no matter what. If you did this, if you want to go out there and cool and act a fool, guess what? I'm going to punish you for acting a fool. So, you know, Razzie Goodell, it just, it, it just looks very shaky when someone in his power of, you know, supposedly the most popular sport in the in America, just be so, you know, just be so jumpy and so iffy with his decisions, man. It, it, it's crazy. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO? What's your take on the new NFL conduct policy? Ain't nothing much changed. It's just a new policy. It, you know, Roger Goodell still is the deciding factor. Uh, Roger Goodell... Um, he, it's it's just too reactionary. It, I think it's just because you know I'm I'm accused or you know if I'm not convicted, why why am I sitting out? You know I I think it has a lot of flaws. I'm not gonna get into particulars. Roger Goodell should have been let go. But look, the the owners like him. He's gonna be there. He works for them. But um, right. I, I, as of late, I've been anti Roger Goodell when it comes to this. Everything else, I have no issue. I just have an issue with everything that's happening and how everything is being handled. Um, you can clearly see that, you know, he, he he's backtracking. He, Ray Rice told him what was up. You know what I'm saying? And he, I just look, man, he's just leaving a bad taste in my mouth. Just let me watch the game. I, I don't, I don't want to deal with this, all this other stuff. And he's just not handling it appropriately, man. They, they, they're they just not, just overall, it's just not being handled right. So I, I'm just over it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm kind of glad football's about to be over. <laughs> I think, um, I, just to echo, echo your sentiments, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with Roger Goodell, too. I think, uh, and that was another thing that came out, was that they proved it, and I guess the, the transcripts from the uh, arbitration case where Ray Rice's uh, arbitration case was overturned, uh, they basically said the NFL, the the people beneath Roger Goodell, never even made request for the tape. Remember all the lies that came out. Roger Goodell said, "Well, we dropped the ball." Here's what he meant by what he what he dropped the ball. They never made a request to to get the inside tape of the the tape from inside the elevator. So therein lies the problem. You gave him a two game suspension based on. Janae Rice being knocked out, and but you couldn't figure out how she got knocked out, or, the, or, or let's scratch that. You didn't care how she got knocked out, especially when you told when he told you that he knocked her out. You didn't care. So you know this it's, it's been everything has been reactionary and not you know it, there has been no progression as far as like saying okay hey this is what we have it's set in place. And meanwhile, you have a guy like Adrian Peterson who uh, an NFL executive told him, hey, you're going to get a two-game suspension um, You know, once all this is said and done. And Adrian Peterson is battling that in court right now, uh, saying that, hey, you had somebody in your office tell me that I'm going to get two games. 
And now I'm sitting out, in essence, the entire – now, he did get paid for the first, I think, eight, nine weeks of the season. Um, you know, but he's lost a lot. More importantly for Adrian Peterson, he's lost a year. Uh, and we all know, you know, that situation. We talk about it here on the show. Um uh, yeah, I, I'm done with the with the way that they've handled these things. Uh, everything's been reactionary. It's backpedaling. It's okay. Let's change. You know, the rules change almost seems like on a case to case basis. You know, they, they created this commissioner's exempt list for Greg Hardy and Adrian Peterson, and prior to this year, none of us had ever even heard of that. I, don't, I you know, it, it's crazy. I don't even know if that thing even existed. Um, but um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. I. I We'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens when you have a superstar, a megastar. Let's say Aaron Rodgers slaps his wife, you know, somebody like that. And not to say that Adrian Peterson or uh, or Ray Rice weren't megastars because they're, they're big stars. And, and unfortunately, what happens is is that the big stars may get a pass to some degree as far as being on the team. The little stars uh, or, or the, the guys who just make up the team, they're going to get cut. They're going to get cut really quick. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I, I don't I don't like the fact that they've – the way that they've waffled on this publicly. Um, and it seems to be like there's nothing concrete whatsoever. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. 646 uh, is the phone number to call. 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six. Um, man, we got about we got about ten minutes left. I want to I want to do something a little different before we close out tonight's show. Uh, I'm just throw throw some random questions at you guys. Uh, Ken, you're a high school senior. You're the number one quarterback in the country. Blue chipper. You got your grades. You got your scores. Right now, if you had to make a decision, where would you go to college? Um, it would be in the SEC, and okay. it would be with a highly visible program. And um, no, no, give me a program. Don't, don't, I, give me the program. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to narrow. I'm trying to think <laughs> this through. Uh, trying to draw a picture. I, huh? Go ahead, say it. So you have been trying to draw the picture and everything. Ahead, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> because I'm thinking, like, you know, because I, I want to win, man. So, um, you know, the first thing that came to mind was 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 Alabama because I want to win, and right. I know that that program is all about winning, and they're gonna have the defense, they're gonna have the running backs I need, and they're gonna have the talent around me to win. But um, I don't like Alabama. So <laughs> 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 So I'm gonna have to go to Georgia and try to do it up there because <laughs> I know they're gonna have talent too. So I'm gonna have to step up and be a leader and do what hasn't been done in a while. So I'm, I'm I'll, I'll go to Georgia, man. Okay, okay, okay. Cfo, uh, which which one is better? Hitting a game winning shot or crossing a dude over at the top of the key, making him fall down? Hmm. Um. Really, it, it, it ah. Know, <laughs> that, that, that's good. That's good. Um. Oh, this is a no-brainer for me. It, dep- sorry, it depends. It depends on the game. 
Yeah, it just depends on the game. Like, like if it's a, an important this, this, game. We're talking pickup. You're in Central Park. We're playing pickup ball. Oh, pickup? Oh, for me, um, I'm trying to win. So, so, so the game winner, because I'll probably get them with a crossover anyway. Uh, okay, they probably won't okay. fall. I, I, I'm not that quick no more. They don't call me Speedy no more. I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I take the game winner. I take the game winner. What, what, what about you, B? Because you, he's over here about to chime in. Yeah, I was I just don't. saying winner. I mean, I, I want to win. I'm winning. I'm, I'm yeah. in the game. I'm, I'm in that game winner, and, and I'm talking. I'm talking stuff at the end of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that yeah. game winner is like so satisfying. It, you know, crossing someone up and making the crowd say, "Ooh." Uh, that's not really soothing if we get if we if my team got blown out skunk or something like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right, just, right, right. You know, that, that, that's just that's a no brainer for me. I, I want to get the winner. I want to hit that game winner. Yeah, and B and B's right. You could I, I could talk more smack off of off of him yeah. being winner in your face yeah. and just making you fall. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that that's that young man shit. Yeah, like, yeah that's you know, a no brainer. Hey, hey, but you but you but you had to think about it for a second, though, FIFO. Yeah, I'm Look, surprised you thought I, about I that. Did. FIFO. <laughs> I did. I, I, I had to. I had to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, I was just thinking. I was just thinking which one I could talk more shit off of. You know what I'm saying? Cause mm-hmm. I'm talking shit. I will make you fall now. Hey, look. I, All right, I'm let me old, let me let me throw a random let me throw a random question to B real quick. Uh, non hip hop. I mean, excuse me. Not non sports. Let's let's go uh, hip hop. Um, oh, what album? Yeah, you're gonna do sports. What? We're gonna do a sports. But I want to throw some music at you. What uh, album? If 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 someone came to your house, what album would you be most embarrassed to say that you actually own? Like like you own it, you oh. like man. I can't believe I even bought this shit. Uh, Riff no, um, oh, no, 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 uh, for real, no, for real, uh, took the shock and charge it to the game. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, the one, the one, the one that had it ain't my fault. Whatever album they had, it ain't my fault. That album. Yeah. Yeah, that album. I have that, yeah, I have that album. I own that album. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you know. I can't really say I'm embarrassed no more because we on Blog Talk Radio now, so everybody knows. I'm oh, man. For, you know, for me, it's, it's, uh, right. it's, it's the brat. Uh, the brats, uh, the one with oh, um, oh, not Funkified, the the one where she came out where she was trying to be sexy. I can't remember remember the name of the album. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that I, one and Ill Scratch. I did, but I actually didn't buy Ill Al Scratch. Somebody gave it to me. I just unfortunately couldn't throw it away. Um, <laughs> before we get out of here, man, NFC South, man, is NFC South is trash. Ken, who wins the NFC South? Uh, Saints. Saints are gonna win it. Okay, okay. FIFO. Man, it don't matter. <laughs> it, don't matter. <laughs> it really don't matter. Boy, whoever wins it is gonna be out in the first round anyway. So it really. But don't you know what? Whoever matter. wins it actually holds a playoff game. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It is. So you could, but you could inevitably see a team like, let's say, if Carolina won, Carolina would probably host like maybe I don't know Seattle. Exactly, because Seattle might be a wild card. Then more Arizona. Right. Yeah. What about you, uh, B? Who, who who do you think wins the NFC South? Um. Ooh, I say the Saints. Uh, I think. I think. I think the Saints. I think the Saints. I think the Saints might win this game against the Falcons. Um, 
this upcoming Sunday and go seven and eight, and you know they'd be what two games almost what two games ahead of everybody else or whatever, mm-hmm. a game and a half on Carolina because Carolina got that tie. But yeah, I think the Saints, man. I think the Saints going to get some payback at the Georgia Dome. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Saints ultimately win the division. I think they'll host a playoff game and and get and get beat at home again. Um, it's weird, man. I th- that's one of the changes I think the NFL needs to look at, and we'll talk changes, rule changes, probably uh, some next week. Um, that's one of the rule changes I think they need to make, man. They need to come with a better system, man, because that's just crazy to me. I don't understand how you can have a team be that bad and you still have an opportunity to host a playoff game. That's just mind-boggling to me. Um, nevertheless, man, we're getting notification that we got about 90 seconds, excuse me, 90, yeah, 90 seconds huh. left in the, in the program. What's up? Yo, um, news update, man. Uh, Jabari Parker will miss the rest of the NBA season with a torn ACL. That is How's messed that? up. Jabari, ooh. Uh, Jabari Parker. Damn. He on my fantasy. Damn. He on my basketball fantasy squad, too. Damn it. Yeah, man. Man, it hurts. That hurts, man. Well, hopefully he gets well soon, man. Uh, potential rookie of the year out for the season. Jabari Parker, you heard it here first. Um, that's going to do it for us, man. Make sure that you check us out. If you missed any parts of tonight's show, check out the uh, archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. You can also check us out on Stitcher as well as iTunes. Uh, make sure that you follow us on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter. Follow the Facebook page. Check out our website at deadendsports.com. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Got plenty of videos up. I think we got a couple more videos, and I think we shoot this week. Um, so that's gonna do it for us for this week. For FIFO, for B, for Kim. I got another. Time. I'm your host, Bob Kyle. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. Peace. KD. KD, the second youngest player. <laughs> <laughs> KD, the what? KD. KD is the second youngest player to reach fifteen thousand points. The youngest player to do it was LeBron. So how old was Jordan? How many, how many, how many total points LeBron got right now? Like right now, how many total? Uh, points? I don't know. Like Twenty-three thousand seven hundred and thirty-three. Twenty-three thousand. How much Dwayne Wade have, Ken? <laughs> I like seventeen thousand. <laughs> and KD already <laughs> caught that boy. KD caught that boy already. I didn't know that. So he's not far. He's not far at all. Nah. Who LeBron? No, KD. I mean, like he's he's on he's oh, yeah. on a great that's that's great numbers. He's a great pace. Yeah, but, but that's why I was going. I think I, that's what I'm saying. I think LeBron could catch him because he's the bruh. Yo, Le, 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 LeBron's gonna be top top four when it's all said and done in scoring. It, it just it, he just is. It, KD KD's gonna be up there. We already know that. We already know that because. He, man, he's going to be 30, averaging 30, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's going to be doubt, 30, averaging 30? Yeah, man. I, I think so. I, I think I, he's scared. Man, KD's scared. I, I don't think I've ever seen a player that scares me for the future, like like when he's old. Like, like KD, I'm telling you, man, this man, you're not going to be able to stop. You can't stop him now. You're not going to stop him then. You just not. You just not. He really scares me. You think, but you think just the wear and tear of NBA season is going to kind of break him down as he gets older, though. I mean, you know, let's let's, let's, let's be realistic. Eighty-two games, and uh-huh. you think he's going? Yeah. You think he's going to still play? 
play, you know, 36 minutes, 38 minutes at the age of, you no, know, 33, 34? No, 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 no. It's, at times, it's just like uh, Tim Duncan, you know. Look, man, father time is undefeated. I'm, I'm not saying this guy's going to play 40 minutes his whole career. But what I'm saying is, is you know, t- toward that latter stretch, man, I, I think that he's still going to be extremely dominant. Like, like even mm-hmm. like Dirk. You can see Dirk now, it, you know, it, in stretches of, of several games or in stretches of an A game, this guy is still the most dominant player on the court at times, and it's scary, and that's what I'm saying. I think KD can be that. Like, like before Jordan retired the second time, like, yo, like, like, like Jordan was like that, and, and that's all I'm saying with KD. I'm not saying he's going to play 40 minutes. He's going to play 29, and he's going to average 30. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna do to stop him? I just I, like as a coach. I don't know what you could do to stop him now, but what are you gonna do when if he has a young guy that that that's the second or third best player on the team, and and you have an offense that he could just dominate an offense? Man, look, man, K- K- KD scares the living crap out of me. Like I really think he's gonna be the all-time leading scorer, and if not, he's gonna come real close to getting it. He's gonna come real close to getting it. Man, that's thirty-eight thousand. Though that's a, that's a lot. It's, it's, it's up lot there. It's up there. It is up there. It is up there. I, I, I'm not confident. I'm not. I'm not saying definitely he's gonna get it, but I, right. I, I think he's. I think he's gonna get the closest to ever doing it. Cause I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know that there's gonna be another scorer like him. And, and I put it to you like this. I think he's a better scorer than MJ. It's just I'm not touching MJ's mentality. All of that, all of those intangibles, but just as a pure scorer, I don't think we're ever going to see nobody like KD, man. I got a quote. I'm going to put that what you got? on Twitter. <laughs> People said, KD is better than MJ. <laughs> that, that, that's not what I... He said better This scorer. nigga can. He, he, thank you, B. Thank you, B. Yeah, yeah, you got to start a war. <laughs> Golly. This boy Ken, man, Ken just be saying that shit because he know he be wrong with everything that come out of his. Okay, mind. well let, let me ask you this, people, because I mean you agree with me on this point. So mm. is, is Melo a better score? Uh, y'all, y'all, y'all know we still recording, but they can't hear. I know. I mean, I when, know. I know. on the podcast, they'll be in here. Okay, mm-hmm. I just don't want nobody to say he killed somebody or something like that, and we're all accessories. Is 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 Melo is a Melo better score than Jordan? Because you agree with me that Melo was a better score than Kevin Durant. As far as just a pure, just someone that can mm-hmm. score in all type of ways. Here, here, here's the thing. This is the thing that separates KD and Jordan from Melo is efficiency. That's the only thing that separates them. I think yeah. that Melo can score in more ways. But when you look at K- KD, is one of what three or four players to ever do 50, 40, 90? Yeah, that's, yeah. Bro, that's crazy. And and then Jordan is a career 50% field goal shooter for his career. Melo's not that. Melo's a volume guy. So so that's the only thing that separates them. Got you. Oh, yeah. I whooped people ass in fantasy basketball this week. <laughs> man, I got to check that, man. I keep forgetting. Yeah, I, but you know what? But, you know, don't feel bad because I usually, to be honest with you, I usually really start focusing on my fantasy basketball when football, when fantasy after, football is yep. over. Yeah, usually when yep. fantasy football is over, I'll be like, all right, now nah, I'm, I'm about to lock and load my fantasy basketball squad and I'm about to whoop ass because 
that's when the season started getting real and stuff. So I'm like, yep. yeah. But right now, like, I haven't really been making no moves. I haven't really been, like, you know, mm-hmm. I do my lineups mm-hmm. once a week, but, like, I don't do them during the week. Like, I do my lineups every yeah. Sunday night for that for that next week, and then I just leave it alone until next Sunday. But, like, now, once once football, now that fantasy football is over, I'm out of the playoffs. Oh, yeah, I'm about to focus on basketball. I'm about to win this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've had a lot of uh, injured players in my lineup, man. Tony Parker. Uh, I haven't had KD in my lineup, so I, so I just switched all that up. I, I got I got my guys in the, in the lineup now, but just like you, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start focusing in on it now. You gonna win the championship, people? Real NFL? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. The, uh, guy, the guy you playing, he got lucky, man. He really got lucky. Again. He is a lucky-ass lucky. bastard, man. He, look, man, he got <laughs> lucky. Man, the two guys that have been carrying my team all season later, they done. Peyton Manning threw one passing touchdown, and mm-hmm. Julius Thomas only had like like 20-something yards. I'm like, man, what? These guys are the reason why I was 9-4, why I was first yep. place. And hey, you know done. what, man? Uh, and, 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 and y'all, and y'all lucky I had a buy because if Julio, if I would have had Julio when he broke all them records, what was it? Yeah. 259 yards. Shit. Right. Oh yeah. Man. Your team bought out that, but yeah, you was on that buy. Julio had like I was what, on that buy. Twenty something yards. Man, that yeah, that was crazy, man. I was like, man, people team scoring like nuts, and you you had Aaron Fox on the bench and you still won. Yep. Yep. Yeah, like, I just because B B B asked me, B was like, "Damn, why you had him on the bench?" I said, "Man, look, I don't trust I, the third string quarterback." Yeah, I, I yeah. understand. Yeah, I, just, I understand right. why. I understand why. I understand why. And I think they were going to get some tough defense too. Yeah, they were going to get some tough defense. I said, I think they were going to get a pretty uh, good defense too, so I can understand why you bet. But that's still, damn, man, Aaron Foster. Ah, that was a gutsy move. Yeah, well, you know, but shit, my my team can score. I've been scoring yeah, all yeah. damn season, all yeah, season, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> but, but, but you see the difference that a year makes, though. You see the difference because last yeah, year I didn't yeah, get to draft yeah. my squad. Get the draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> watch, 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 Kyle, watch next year when we do the real NFL, Kyle be like, I got my squad now. I drafted my team. I made it on time. Yeah, man, my draft was messed up, man. Still, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you still got to work with. That's why you got the waiver wire, man. You got to, you got to work your magic, man. Keanu, and, and, you know what? And, and that's one thing I haven't done. I need to do a better job of. I, I really haven't been on the waiver wire that much. You know, for the, for the yeah, DS man. league, I didn't need it because I, I felt like I had my squad in place. But, I mean, I was kind of pissed off because, like, I had players like Jason Witten who ain't do nothing all year, but then he balled out the other night. But, I mean, it's too late then. I, I, I wasn't playing. You got to be a shark out there in that waiver wire, man. I'm telling you, you have to be a shark. <laughs> you got to be. Yeah, man. You got to be waiting. You got to be waiting when you don't think everybody else is waiting. Yep. Yeah, it's true. I, 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 made, I made some moves that really carried me through, like uh, Marcus Eaton from, from the uh, Steelers. Like in some of my off weeks, man, he, he scored some touchdowns for me. Um, I picked up that other one. Oh, I can't think of his name. But I picked up that wide receiver, another wide receiver. He's been scoring big for me. I've never really played him. But when you watch him on my bench and he get like 18, 19 points, that looks scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Fancy football, it's, it, uh, it pisses me off sometimes, but it's crazy. It, it looks like this thing about to cut off, man. <laughs> I'm surprised you let it talk ah, this long. Shit. God damn it. I can't believe I fucking died. Fuck. 
Oh, yeah. I think y'all heard me scream one time when I was playing the game. I forgot to be Yeah, we phone. did. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I was, I'm, I'm playing this boat of glass on fucking Destiny, man. I finally, we finally beat it. Man, I fucking lost my mind because I thought we weren't going to beat it. And that's why I yelled. I was like, yeah! <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I ain't need my fucking phone. God damn. But, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm about to I hang up. Shit, I'm, I'm playing this game now. Yeah, man. All right, man. Well, I'll holler at y'all. All right. Peace.